Welcome to Creek Talk. This is Steven. And I'm Jamie. And this week we are reviewing the season finale of Dawson's Creek titled Decisions. Jamie, yes. we're on the season finale. <laughs> like, no. We're done the first season of this show. I where can't. Does, I'm like, I don't even, I don't even know. Where this is amazing. I Honestly, I, can you believe like what 13, 13 episodes? We've gone through 13 episodes. Will this be the 13th? It's so crazy. I feel like we literally just started. I know. So weird. (laughs) It's amazing. It's amazing. I was listening listening to the first episode earlier and I I messaged you and I was like, there's so many things I would take out now if I was re-editing this because I'm so OCD about it. But um, I think it'll be nice when we're like at, you know, 50 episodes and we go back and listen to that and just see how much we've grown. Yeah, we've evolved. We've, we've evolved. <laughs> we we do that thing, you know, that thing called evolution. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or you'll just a- end up behind a glass in the Smithsonian, like Joey said, the Dawson in that one episode <laughs> yeah. that we watched years ago. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that could work too, but forget that. I'm donating my body to science. If they decide to stuff me and put me in a museum, I guess that's fine. <laughs> oh, that's a very noble thing to do, Jamie. I don't know if I'd be able to do that. Well, I mean, I'm dead. What am I going to need my body for? Donate the organs to whoever can use it and give the rest to doctors who's going to save the world in the future. Yeah. I don't need it. That is something I could consider. You know, there's always this thing where they say like, like organ donor on your driver's license. Yeah. And I always used to say that. I always used to mark it off. And then somebody said something to me and scared the shit out of me and was, and they were like, I know exactly what you're going with that. Yeah. If you if something happens to you and you're not dead, they'll just take your organs anyway. And I was like really young and I was like, what? And then I changed it when I went and got it updated again. I never changed it back. I don't know how true that is. I know. So, I mean, how do they know? So you, you, and this is what I don't understand with that. Like, do they stop and check your license? Is there something that they, they go, hold on, hold on. We're not going to treat this person yet. I need to know if they're an organ donor. You know, no, like, I, think, how does that, does that I think it's about, I think it has to do with if you're God forbid in a car accident or something or whatever, and you're in the hospital and you just die, they have the right to take your organs. I don't think it has anything to do with like if what. Well, I was going to say, so I heard something very similar and I thought that's what you were hinting at where, um, which is totally illegal, but somebody tried to scare me and say that there are people out there who will try to save you quotation mark when they realize that you're an organ donor, they don't because of how in demand organs are. And then that, oh. that way they can have an excuse. I mean, that's possible. To do that. Yeah. That's what uh, happens all the time. I should fucking hope not because yeah, that's just messed not. up. Like you you make an oath to help and save these people, not kill them to, you know what I mean? Have their organs to save somebody else. Like, I don't know. There's a lot I of don't know. in this world and freaks. That's and true. you never know. I'll just never gonna die. I'm just gonna live forever. Okay? <laughs> Good luck. Good luck with that. <laughs> Make me immortal. I'm just gonna be here forever. Okay. You know it's so weird. I I used to like sit in my room when I was little, and we had like a, a hanging plant like in the corner of our room, mm-hmm. and I, I shared my room with my brothers. But um, 
we had a hanging plant in a corner. And I remember I, I was reading like a Christopher Pike book. I think it was called The Wicked Heart. Okay. I don't even remember what it was about, but I remember the cover was like a statue of a guy, like a head of a statue that's a guy and there's like a hammer hitting the head or something. And for some reason, whatever was in that book had me thinking about death and how we're, we're going to eventually all die. Like you're born and you like live and then you die. And I remember just staring at that plant and just thinking, wow, I'm not going to be here one day. Like I'm going to die one day. It's such a morbid thing to think about, but like, it's true. It's normal. normal. We've all thought about it. I remember being like a young kid and just having a fear of dying. It's I feel like everybody goes through that stage and then you get older and you're like, it's my time. It's my time. (laughs) Well, I have to be honest with you. I don't think I'm as afraid of dying as I was because I, I literally watched my mother die from cancer and it really put life into perspective for me and you know, how, how really fucking short it is. And you know, just do the most you can mm-hmm. on this earth and just be happy and just fucking live your life and do whatever the fuck you want because you really do just live. You're you're born and you die. Like that's, you know what I mean? It's crazy. Yeah. It's just Yolo. crazy. You never know. But I, I do think some, like, I don't believe in like, um, I do think you go somewhere, um, but I don't know what that means. I think it's like you, I, I also think sometimes you, it just like a circle, it's like a cycle. Like you just are born again and then you just like, it all starts over. Yeah. But I don't want to say reincarnation. I want to say it's just like you, like something happens, like you die, something happens and then you just start a life cycle all over again. I don't know. I'm pretty sure that's called reincarnation. I think that's what it's called. I'm, I'm, I don't know the exact definition, but I don't want to say that. I don't want to say that's what it is. I just don't want to say you're reincarnated. Because that's not what I'm thinking of. I'm thinking of like something else happens. I can't explain it. I just think you like once you die, you it like a whole cycle starts again. But like, I don't think I would be put like my soul would be put into like another person. Oh, so you're saying you go to. So you're saying instead of going back. All right. So you're born on Earth. Mm -hmm. Right. You go through your life. You die. You're saying you go to another plane of existence and live a whole new life. You could. <laughs> that's not know. what you're saying now, or that's that I'm just trying to figure out what you're saying. Are you saying you I, come back to Earth as another being, or are you going to, okay? Because that's reincarnation. <laughs> okay, well you can call it that. I don't. I don't want to call it that. I'm I wanna... confused. All right. Well, okay. let's move on. So we'll, we'll just call it uh, Stephen's circle of life. Okay. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. <laughs> so before we get into this finale, finale. What's been going on with you? What's new with you? Um, usually I'm prepared for this, but <laughs> wait, can we can we tell everybody you totally forgot to watch the episode? <laughs> and you watched it. It's been a really busy here. week. I... I was buying books on eBay and you're sitting here watching the episode, skipping 10 seconds at a time. I was like, and I'm and I was like, I'm not even mad about it. <laughs> I don't even care. I had all right guys so basically I had a really crazy day today I busy all day for work and then on my lunch hour my original goal was to watch this episode so it's fresh in my mind for when we do the podcast mm-hmm. that didn't happen I have stomach which is issues. what you normally do right yeah it's normally what I do but I, I was not having a good lunch time I was running around I had some errands to do I had some stomach issues and you know whatever you guys don't need to know don't worry about it <laughs> <laughs> well, you I know. think you could have been watching it in the bathroom. So I don't know what you did from there. <laughs> <laughs> 
I could have. I didn't think about it. I um I was probably reading while I was in the bathroom. No, I I, I'm assuming. Yes. I only had like a chapter and a half left of that book. So I was just like, you know what? If I'm in here and I'm doing whatever I got to do, I might as well be doing something else at the same time. So I was reading my book and I finished it. So that's, that's right. Plus. Like this um, is though on in your world, books trump our weekly hour podcast, right? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> I get it. Okay. <laughs> no, Stephen, never. <laughs> It's okay. just needed to finish it okay it was getting to the that climax you know and you just you just need to fucking finish it and then I, I did um and then <laughs> uh after work today I just I had a lot of crap to do I had to clean the litter box I had to do the dishes and I took dinner and um get the mail and and do other things that I don't even know what the hell I was doing I literally was running around I had a checklist don't ask me where the checklist is right now I have no clue um you flushed it down the toilet. Flushed it down the toilet. <laughs> well, funny story. No. Um, <laughs> I, uh, by the time I sat down and ate dinner and then was done with that, I literally had like five minutes to freshen up. By the way, that's why I look like a hot mess right now. Uh, and then run up here and then we could do this. And then we literally started talking about uh, just normal catching up before we started this. And I literally just, I busted out laughing because I was like, you made the I home alone face. forgot to watch the episode. <laughs> Amy, you literally made the home alone face. You, went, you did that. <laughs> my 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 hands slapped my cheeks and I just had this look of horror because I looked down uh, at my notebook where I write all of my notes for every time we watch an episode and it was just blank for episode 13 and I was like what did I do no you literally went like this I forgot to watch the episode I was like what what are we doing here then Did you not did you, know we had something? I to didn't do even later? realize that I forgot to watch the episode until we were in the Zoom meeting. Like, well, <laughs> just it's fine. didn't like, even occur to my brain. I'm, I'm all over the place today. It. Well, I, <laughs> you know, I think I think we both had some pretty. We've been having pretty busy days work wise, and I think our personal lives because this week has been pretty hectic for me too. I feel like I don't. There's not enough hours in the day for one, mm-hmm. and I've been trying to work a little later because I don't want to be bombarded with work the following day because it does add up, you know, it's just been very, very busy and I totally get it. So it is, there's like people that I've been meaning to touch base with for like other podcasts and, and other things. And I just, it's just, it's, it's in the back of my brain and I apologize. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't forgotten about you. (laughs) Look, I just ate all this food and I'm still hungry. There's something wrong with me. <laughs> I just want to eat. I love pretzels. I feel good. Well, I thought about you earlier because I was getting very stressed out and I, and I wanted to just eat, 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 because I know that we had this conversation and um, I just wanted, I wanted a nutty buddy so bad and we don't have any, but we have the friendlies nutty buddy ice cream, but it's not the same. I wanted like the whole the ice cream cone you know i want the cone and i want the whole i want the i want the cone with the chocolate all the way at the tip you know the bottom and it's like a it's like a chocolatey surprise because you don't even know it's there until you you bite it oh my god that sounds so good right now i would love ice cream you know what i haven't had in a while and it's all your fault because i'm obsessed with it take fives oh yeah i used to give them to you all the time Mm -hmm. oh my god with those take fives and those damn mints oh those uh... white little lifesaver mints or whatever Oh, yeah, yeah, like the little white ones. I know. Mm-hmm. I used to have them on my desk all the time, and people would always just come and take them, and then I'd, I'd go to get one, and they're gone, but I'd be like, whatever. <laughs> yeah. I'll buy more. 
but so how was how was how about you anything new exciting with your week i have nothing really well monday i ended up watching monday actually was like a pretty free day i had really nothing to do after work i did work late and then i watched uh that show squid game on netflix i keep seeing that everywhere i've been meaning to check that out yeah it was good i don't know what all the hype is about it was very um uh it was like slow and then good and look I think it's just because it's something new. I don't think like it's something that Netflix has gotten famous for, like that's been popular on Netflix. It's a Korean TV series Mm -hmm. that is huge over there and it's huge over here now, which I think is amazing. And, um, you know, good for Netflix for putting it on their service because otherwise I don't even think you'd know about it. And, um, you know, I did watch it with the acting dialogue. Or I don't even know what it's called. Like, this is a voiceover with it's an American dubbed. accent. It's dubbed. It's dubbed yeah. over. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I really liked it for the most part. But there were parts that were, like, super slow. But it drives me crazy that everybody is, like, like fucking going crazy over the show. It's, like, all over the place. It's just... I don't get it. I've been watching... Like, I'm not, like, just saying this just to sound like you know pretentious or whatever but like i love korean horror and like korean movies and like i've been watching movies like this for years and years and years and i think it's like on this weird bandwagon thing where people just like jumped on this new thing and now they think it's exciting and whatever but um i really liked it and if you liked this if you watch this and you like this watch the sh- the movie train the busan that movie made me fucking cry Really? Really good. Yeah, I think it's even on Netflix. I'm not sure. But the sequel, they made a sequel to it and that's on Shudder. And I still have to watch it. Watch that. Mm. But um I think I think when I first uh when Squid Game like first came out, I checked out like the um blurb of it. Mm-hmm. And I just I don't I don't know how I feel because it reminds me of something else. It's like a cross between the Hunger Games and um something else something i can't think of though like the the cash strapped contestants part going into a game sounds like something else that i've probably seen in the past and then the whole childlike game and then everybody starts dying type thing i mean although from what i could tell it doesn't look like they're killing each other it's just when they make a mistake people start dying but i don't really know because i haven't seen it but uh, something about the concept sounds really familiar to me and i can't put my finger on it and i think that's part yeah. of the reason why i'm hesitant to watch it because it just sounds as u- unique as it kind of sounds like it is i feel like it might not also be original i wouldn't as say it's a, i wouldn't say it's very know. original because i totally yeah. understand what you're saying i feel like i watched it before somewhere else the the whole concept I just can't think of what it is yeah the whole story i feel like i've watched it before yeah and i can't think of what it is either but um yeah but i totally understand but I liked it. I didn't. I didn't dislike it. Yeah. I don't think. I, don't I don't think yeah, I didn't like rewatch it. Part of the reason. But so aside from that, I do have to say something really exciting happened yesterday, and yeah. I called yeah. you yeah. and told you. So exciting! So, so I listened to Amy Phillips. She's a comedian. She does a lot of housewives impersonations. Uh, she has her own show on Sirius Radio called Reality Checked. It airs every day at four p.m. Eastern and I've been calling them for years. I've been listening to their show for years. It's Amy Phillips and then her producer, uh, Alyssa Heimrich. They're both hilarious. 
I have um, a nice like dialogue with them on uh, Instagram. Like I'll DM them and they're so super sweet. And I'll call in and talk to them, like comment about Housewives or whatever Bravo show they're talking about. Yeah. So I called in and I talked about Real Housewives of Potomac. And um, right before I got off the line, Amy, she gave our podcast a shout out on her fucking radio show. Jamie, like I wanted to cry. I was so excited. I couldn't believe it. Yeah, I heard the clip. I heard the clip of it and she was like, well, wait, Stephen, before you go, like, yeah. like she was stopping you from leaving so that we could, she could do that shout out and we could get a little bit of publicity, which is fucking fantastic. I know. Like, thank you. Thank you so much. And you, I was so great because you were, you were, was taken aback. You like didn't respond right away. You're like, uh, what? Like I know. so completely unexpected. It was amazing. You know what I, I mean? I couldn't believe it. Amazing. She's such a good person and she's so sweet. So nice. Yeah, she's so nice. And she's like other besides that, besides her being such a good person, she's fucking hilarious. Like follow her Instagram and all of her socials. She's on TikTok, too. But I crack up like I know you don't watch Housewives, but she does all of them. She does all of their voices. She she does. She dresses up like them when she goes on Watch What Happens Live. Mm -hmm. Um, She does clips on her social medias and stuff. She is fucking hilarious. She makes me laugh so much. And I don't know what I would do if I didn't get to listen to their show every day at the end of my work hour. Like my work day ends with listening to their show. And I'm not even kidding. Like it really does help me. Like I look forward to knowing that I'm going to listen to their show at four o'clock. And it's just exciting. I love it. I, I can only hope that our fans feel or will feel about that way about our show i know you know what i mean that's that's amazing that huh i said it's i couldn't imagine i said i know i I can only hope (laughs) me either we can only hope you know what i mean we have we have a great uh fan base so far that is steadily you know slowly growing which is fantastic and we love you all we love you um yeah, but I can't so imagine that. I mean, there have been comments where people have told us, you know, that that they do work us into their like Saturday mornings. Mm-hmm. And it's so wonderful to hear all of that because, you know, we don't make money off this, which we've mentioned before. It's something that we do for fun, but it's just it's the point that we are we are reaching people and hopefully making their day, making them laugh, even if it's something completely ridiculous and stupid. Uh, that's all that we care about, that you're having fun and we're having fun and everybody is you know just even if it's just a little slice of happiness for you know two hours or <laughs> however long four it hours is. four hours however long it is the, <laughs> the episode depending on which one you're listening to right then that's all that matters to us um yeah. and we love to share that so thank you all thanks for the shout out and thanks for the support and thank you all for downloading and listening to us and liking and sharing and, you know, hopefully leading, leaving some reviews. Hint, hint. Come on, guys. I know. We still need reviews. Come on, guys. Help us out here, okay? We, even if it's like some stars, give us some five, uh, give us some five stars, okay? I've been like begging my family to go on and do it. I don't know what their fucking problem is. I'm like, t- I'm asking all my sisters, can you go on? They all have iPhones, too. I don't understand it. <laughs> Just I don't go know. on I, on your on iTunes and just give us a review. <laughs> so I don't I don't have an iPhone and my family doesn't listen to podcasts, so they're kind of not helpful in that regard. So we're really relying on you guys, okay? Because we're kind of we're on an island by ourselves, you know, with some some white flags, some sticks, and some fire. 
and uh sos you know love us okay wilson and wilson we got wilson with and, us and we got wilson okay <laughs> we've got wilson and some rum that was left by the recent pirate that visited last so <laughs> yeah Help no but out. it's been like we're on the season finale like the mm-hmm. for, the whole Amazing. first season's over we do have some ideas up our sleeves for what we want to do before we get into season two. But Jamie, I couldn't do this without you. Honest to God. Like, I, I think this is like the best idea I've ever come up with in my life. <laughs> and I'm happy that you're just going along with it. <laughs> I'm, I'm down for the ride. <laughs> and, down for the ride. And um, I couldn't have said it better myself. You really, um, you know put out what I just was thinking like I'm so appreciative of people like liking and following and sharing and listening to us and giving us comments and all this stuff because we didn't know like you know we're still we're we're not like this big giant show we're still like this little show and we're figuring out figuring figuring everything out still and we're just doing whatever we like feel is what we want to do what like what's comfortable with us and yeah it's just exciting and I'm I'm happy that we are reaching people and that they are enjoying us and our nonsense so <laughs> <laughs> we're just gonna rename the show it's just gonna be you know Stephen and Jamie's nonsense <laughs> yeah nonsense with Stephen and Jamie <laughs> nonsense with Stephen and Jamie and Stephen's circle of life <laughs> <laughs> my confusing circle of life <laughs> oh well, with that, do you want to get into the episode? Let's do it. I think our listeners are ready. Okay. This is episode 13, titled Decisions, aired May 19th, 1998, directed by David Semmel, written by Dana Barada. And yes, it's the season finale. Dun, dun, dun. What kind of cliffhanger will we get? We don't know. Well, we do, but we haven't talked about it yet. Well, it's perfect that you said that because we open in Dawson's bedroom, like we always do, and mm-hmm. Joey pops through the window, and Dawson is just very surprised that she showed up. I'm assuming from uh, their interaction from the last episode, uh, beauty contest, and he, he just says, oh, "I didn't know you were coming," and you know, he goes, "I didn't rent any movies," and she said, "Well." I just came over to tell you that I'm not able to come over. <laughs> he goes, so you told me you're, you stopped by to tell me you can't stop by. And he says, you know, just stay. We'll watch some bad reruns and we'll yell insults to the television screen. It's very awkward between them. Like you could tell there's like some awkwardness. Joey looks so miserable throughout this entire episode. And Dawson yeah, just has a look at really confusion. Does throughout the whole thing i'm pretty sure that's just the way dawson looked (laughs) (laughs) maybe (laughs) um so yeah he says like stay we'll watch the bad reruns she says that it's getting old and they do the same thing every night they hang out in his spielberg eyes bedroom and watch obscure movies and tv reruns it's so predictable and then he sits down and turns on the tv and he goes oh this is the big two-hour cliffhanger and joey says cliffhanger no that's not even how she says it she goes cliffhanger come on dawson you of all people (laughs) should know that a cliffhanger is merely a manipulative tv standard designed to improve ratings and dawson just says its purpose is to keep people interested and keep them guessing for what's going to happen in future episodes and she says 
And just like in our own lives, they are so predictable. The producers put the characters in some contrived situation, hoping that the audience will think something's going to change. But you know what? It never does. It's back to the same way it was before your so-called cliffhanger. It's boring. So we're kind of like understanding where this episode's going. It's the season finale. They're going to leave off on a cliffhanger. She's basically saying to him, like, nothing has changed between us over the course of 13 episodes. (laughs) And like, what's going to happen once this episode's over? You know what I mean? So anyway, Dawson says, you know, what if this time it's different? What if this time the cliffhanger, uh, something changes? You wouldn't want to miss that, would you? And they both just look at each other. And Joey says, it still sounds like one big tease to me, Dawson. Every time I like do the do do do, it reminds me of like that like childish version that you hear the like clip edit. It just sounds like a video game. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Oh my god. It's the it's the eight bit version. The eight bit, two bit, whatever. Um, all right, now we are at uh, Jen's. Grams is talking to Gramps. He's still in a coma. We hear her mention to him that she and Jen are actually coexisting, and she says she thinks Jen broke it off with Dawson, but she thinks she's starting to miss him. We see Jen come up behind Grams, and she just asks how he's doing, and she just says the same, and um. She says the same that he's been the last three months. So I'm to assume that this whole season season happened within three months. So it started in January, February, March, April, May. So I guess that makes sense. They're just like extending it. I don't know. I like I never noticed the timing of everything until they start and like announcing things. Like I'm I'm trying to remember the first episode because was the first episode the beginning of the school year. Yeah, it was like during, it felt like it was because it was like summer, almost, like the end of summer, because they were, I remember the way that it was filmed with the light and they were on the, the creek and Jen came out of the, the taxi cab with the light on her. It just was all very end of summer type vibes to me. Yeah. And I mean, they had, they had Halloween, didn't they? No, that wasn't Halloween. That was Friday the 13th. We talk about that. Well, then we skipped that, right? Did they have Thanksgiving? No. Nope. Yeah. No, they just had very uh, standalone episodes with uh, a storyline running through them. Yeah, this season have... was really weird because at the beginning, you get the impression it's the beginning of the school year. And now we're about to, this is literally like the end of the school year. And if they only had three months of school, damn, sign me up for that school. Well, no, I don't think that it's it's them um, at the end of the school year. I think that because they're in winter clothes, they're not they're not in like summer clothes anymore it's not like the end of the year i just i think that it's just technically maybe it's like september october november december type of thing mm-hmm. all right i guess maybe the whole france thing threw me off i could see that yeah because she said she's gone for a year are they still bundled yeah i'm trying to remember what they were wearing yeah maybe you're right maybe it's uh disregard me it's been a very long day yeah, no, and I, I only I, speed watch this episode in under 20 minutes. <laughs> no, I totally know what you mean, though. It's confusing because the show the show aired in January. Uh, the it's the really show confusing. started yeah. with like a summer vibe and now it's like freezing cold out. Mm-hmm. So it's it is it's confusing. 
So I don't know when they started filming and all this stuff, but I just think you have to think mm-hmm. about it as like, it's been three months since September. That's what I would say. Yeah, I I definitely, um, I don't think that, you know, they weren't expecting people to really think this hard about it. No, and we are <laughs> overthinking it. So we can We are on. definitely <laughs> overthinking it. <laughs> we overthink everything on the show. But that's what makes us us, you know? I we know. just overthink things. And that's what makes our podcast five hours long. So... I like the little thing that Graham's did for Jen when she handed her her sweater and she said, it's going to get chilly later. So take your sweater. It's mm-hmm. such a very Graham's thing to do. I liked, I just like that little bit of like caring about her granddaughter type thing. It, um, yeah. It's really, it's really nice to kind of see things like that because their, their entire world right now is like very fragile. Mm-hmm. You know, we're, we're on the edge of not really sure what's happening with Gramps, you know? And, uh, for her to just kind of still be like, you know, instead of just being so focused on her husband, she's still showing care, I guess, for for Jen. Like, I don't know. I feel like I, I don't have like direct experience with the type of situation that they're in. Um, but I can definitely see close loved ones being so completely consumed with, you know, their loved one who is very sick and kind of forgetting about. Yeah. Everything daily else. Life. Yeah, right. like they get very, you know, tunnel vision into it because that's what they're so consumed with. Or, so I, I really like that Graham's had that moment where she could take, take, a, take a step back and be like, oh, before you leave, here's your sweater. You know, it's going to be cold. Yeah. So we're definitely Wait. in there, the winter months. Yeah. <laughs> so right before, so Jen goes to leave and right before she leaves, we see Gramps sort of wake up and he says, goodbye, Jennifer. He says, goodbye, goodbye Jennifer. Jennifer. And then... Goodbye. Grams loses her shit and she screams for Jen to come back and they're just like so shocked that he's awake and you know and so- it starts out so hopeful you know yeah, you're like yeah. yes he's awake we've been waiting all season for this this is so exciting everybody's happy I have to tell you I totally forgot about him half the time until we started talking about him in the scare episode with mm-hmm. the whole scene with her in the bedroom with the knife and everything. I totally forgot that he was even a part of the show because I know they I mean, he's only him. in like three episodes and he's in a bed in a coma sleeping. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like he, I think that's the only dialogue we ever hear from him. It is because he's <laughs> it is. one line, the entire season, the poor one guy, line. Had one line. Yeah. But I wonder how much he got paid to lay in that bed though. Every time he was needed. I mean, I'm not going to lie. You could pay me to lay in a bed all day. I'd be fine with that. Oh, I would a million percent do that. Yeah. If you if you want me to portray somebody in a coma, I can do that. Yeah. But, Sign me up. But yeah. Contact him, my agent, okay? The whole story, <laughs> That would be me. The whole storyline. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> the whole storyline with Gramps and all that, it just was so like out of my brain throughout the whole series. It's not even something I thought about, but... Well, we had a lot of other things going on and during this season or this yeah through this season so yeah it's not like it was a major plot point until right now no but we're happy that he's awake and you know he's calling out for jennifer and you know we do learn later in the episode that jen was really close to her grandfather and she takes it kind of hard so she you know she had a close relationship so now we're at Capeside High and Jen is walking with Dawson like they're she's in such a good mood. Yeah, she's so happy. She says that she feels like that uh, big cloud has been lifted off her shoulders and she's in better spirits. And she just mentions that they had to put their grandpa back in the hospital for more tests. And all I thought about was like this poor guy, like he's just 
like he's asleep and then he's back in the hospital. He's out of the hospital. He, he goes to sleep. Like it's just poor guy. It's like what she said during the detention episode. <laughs> like when you're lying on your deathbed, life is not a gift. Life's a bitch. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. But um, just, uh, hopefully, hopefully he had a lot of really awesome dreams. That's all I gotta say, I <laughs> sir. I hope you were lucid dreaming at least. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. I know okay? you because are. If I'm in a coma and literally. I'm not at least dreaming of awesome things. <laughs> Where? Do, what am I doing with my? You know, like I can't even. I don't even know. Out of black screen. Just, just is there just nothing? You know what I mean? Like there's just there's just nothing happening at all. I would hope I'm at least dreaming. Maybe not conscious. You know what I mean? To the point where I can hear things. I just can't move because that is scary. That's yeah. a really scary thought. Um, if I could just live in like one or multiple really awesome like movies in my head or all of these books man could you imagine waking up from a coma and just all of a sudden having all of these really awesome book ideas (laughs) i i I hate when i'm sleeping and i and i have or i wake up from a really good dream i hate that so much and why because then you know because you didn't want to wake up from the dream is that what you mean yeah because i want to keep enjoying it because you know you know what I don't like, Stephen? I don't like waking up from a really good dream and then falling back to sleep and not being able to get back in that. Oh, dream. Yeah, that's I don't like, know what the hell happens. You know, that I this have the rude. same problem. It's crazy. A lot of them deal with Tom Welling from Smallville. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't blame you because damn. <laughs> I remember I had a really, really hot dream about him before I was like out. And it's still vivid in my mind. And I remember waking up and I and I remember waking up going, yeah, I think I'm gay. <laughs> <laughs> it was the one dream. That's how was, I knew. It was what did it. It was um, that dream. <laughs> oh, um, but the other thing I was going to say was, oh, go ahead. Did you? Have, no, go ahead. Um, did you ever have sleep paralysis? I was literally talking about this earlier at work. Really? Um, oh, my God. I, I can't say that I have ever, at least that I, well, no, once. But it wasn't for really long. It was because I was having, an, so my dreams, guys, my dreams vary. I have some really whacked out dreams and that's mostly because I read a lot of fantasy fiction and like fantasy novels and a lot of like a wide range of yeah, stuff. You've told me a couple of things before and I'm like, I had some pretty, <laughs> I had some pretty nutso dreams. Um, so it takes a lot. It has to be like a really scary dream in order to wake me up. Um, and the one time I don't even know what the dream was about. So don't even ask, but I woke up. But I woke up in such a start startled state. I was screaming in my sleep, which I didn't know. I think my screaming is actually what woke me up. Um, my eyes popped open and my brain was awake, but my body didn't mm-hmm. re- like catch up yet. It didn't last very long, thankfully. Mm-hmm. I know some people, it, it can take time for that to happen because that's what's really happening is, you know, your consciousness is awake faster than your brain can wake up the rest of your body. Yep. Um, so that's why you can't move. Um and it's, it's a crazy experience. I've only ever experienced it once that I can remember. Um, but it's nuts. I can't say that I I've ever have. Have you like, aside from that? Yeah. One, I've had yeah. it like, I've had it like so many times, Jamie. Wow. Um, yeah. It's so annoying. There are times when I'm having, when, when I'm having it and like, I know it's happening and um, I start to freak out a little bit. And then I just say, it's fine, Steven. Just try to go back to sleep. Like, just try to go back to sleep. And then I do. I'll just end up going back to sleep. But there have been times when um, I'll, like, doze off and I can hear the TV, Mm -hmm. like, in the background. 
and the TV is what sort of is like waking me up. And I can see the TV because my eyes are like kind of open and I hear everything, but everything around me is different. Like I could see my cat like sitting on the bed next to me or something while I'm like in this like state Mm -hmm. and it won't be a cat. It won't be my cat anymore. It'll be something else. Or I'll think the cat is like biting my leg or something, or there's like somebody like coming in the room or something coming in the room to like, it's, and it's like, it is scary sometimes, but do you, do you sleep with your eyes open by chance? Like sometimes, cause I wonder, I mean, I feel like that's like you're half in, like your foot's half in sleeping REM, you know what I mean? And then your foot is like half out, you're half conscious, you know what I mean? I so like your I brain's do. confused. You're taking things that are around you that you kind of are a little bit semi-conscious of, you know, that you mm-hmm. can see. And then your brain's just twisting it because you're technically half asleep. I'm wondering. That's crazy. I've never I've never experienced that, that where I was like seeing shit while my eyes were kind of open. And I'm wondering, like, maybe you were half sleeping with your eyes open and then your brain's just really confused between your sensory of, you know, your intake yeah. sensory of your eyeballs I mean, I don't, think, brain. I don't know. I don't think not. I've ever no, a thing. I don't know. I don't. It makes it makes perfect sense, though. I've never I don't think I've ever slept with my eyes open. I don't know. But it's a very weird state to be in yeah. paralysis. And people think it's like a demon coming to haunt you and all this stuff. It's an not incubus. It's not an that incubus. at all. There have been times when I feel like um, I'm like it. And this happens a lot when I have it. I'm like rolling on the floor to wake up. I like somehow I roll off the side of my bed where I'm sleeping and I'm on the floor and I'm trying to get back up on my bed and I can't because it's like, I'm like, it's not letting me, whatever it is in that's happening. It's not letting me get back on my bed. But when I go to wake up, I'm just laying on my bed, but I really thought I rolled onto the floor and was trying to get back on my bed. Cause it's me. So and my head is a really saying, realistic dream. I mean, I've woken so weird, up. Jamie. I've so had weird. dreams where I've woken up and I had to question myself. Of, did that really happen? Or, or like, did my brain just make it up? Like so realistic, like sight, sound, smell, maybe even a little bit of taste. You know what I mean? It's so real. Well, maybe that's that I don't um, know if it's real. astral projection. Do you think that's oh, a real maybe. thing? Yeah. I mean, I yeah. think anything's possible, Jamie. I don't like deny it. I think it no. can happen. Did, what was it that one time? I mean, I won't say anybody's names, but you remember I came to work and I said I had this dream long. This was a long time ago. I was like, it was like somebody that I used to know forever ago. Um, and I was like, I just had this really weird dream, and like I haven't like it never really crossed my mind. I didn't think much of it, but I talked to you about it, and then literally like thirty minutes later, I got a DM. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's like, so weird what's happening <laughs> you know i have no idea it was really freaking crazy i don't know i don't think that, that there's about. i don't think there's a such thing as coincidences i think i think you i think you like knew something was going to happen and then happened Maybe. guys and i will say this to everybody listen to your gut yeah. please listen to your gut and i will tell you why uh many years ago i was in my early 20s um a bunch of friends and i went to a concert and we were leaving the concert. It was probably like 10, 11 o'clock at night. We all pile in the car. We're sober, right? So there's no issues there. And I automatically just, since I was a kid, I automatically put my seatbelt on. It's something that it, my mom ingrained to me. It's a habit. I don't think it's about funny. it. It's like, it's a knee jerk reaction. I don't have to, it's not something I have to consciously think about. Right. Um, 
we got in the car, I buckled my seatbelt and I just had this voice in the back of my head that says, make sure you put your seatbelt on, put your seatbelt on, make sure you put your seatbelt on. And I was really weird because I, I remember thinking to myself, why am I even thinking about my seatbelt? It's already on. You know what I mean? Like I even checked to make sure my seatbelt was on, mm-hmm. which is not normal for me. I tell you what, 10, 15 minutes later, we were on a four lane highway. We got T-boned. Oh my God. We got in a car accident. We were T-boned. Uh, I just remember looking to my right because I was um, behind the driver in the backseat. Mm-hmm. I was on the driver's side backseat. And I remember looking to my right and seeing um, headlights heading oh towards God. us on this a four-lane highway. And remember thinking, well, that's not right. I don't remember the impact. I vaguely remember the sound. I remember looking to my left out of my window. And I remember seeing what should have been behind us. So oh, that's no. how I knew that the car was spinning. Wow. Because I was seeing parts of the road I should not have been seeing from my window. Right. I don't really remember anything else. Like my brain, I don't know. It happened so fast. I didn't catch it all. Like my brain, it doesn't register. We well, they say a lot of people in car accidents, they don't seem to remember it. No, it, it happened so fast. I'm telling you, I remember lights. I remember a sound, I think. I, I'm pretty sure I remember the sound. Like it was... I don't think I'll, it's a sound. It, trust me, you can't miss that sound. And yeah. I just remember blinking. It was a blink, I swear. And I looked out my my passenger side window and I saw the wrong side of the road. Oh and God, that's um, so terrifying. It, I, yeah, I don't even think that I felt fear, Stephen. That's how fast it happened. I didn't feel anything until after we ended off off the side of the road. The person who was driving was able to control the car enough to get us off the side of the road while we were spinning. Wow. Um, I think we bounced off the side rail because uh, there was damage to the side rail. And I just remember us stopping. And then I remember my best friend who was in the passenger seat up in the front, whose door was the one that got hit. I just see, I just remember the look of horror on her face as she slowly turned to glance at the rest of us. It was, it was nuts. So when I tell you guys, when you've got that voice in the back of your head, listen to it because it's there for a reason. Yeah. Was anybody hurt? Um, we were all, thankfully, we were all okay. There was three of us in the back seat, obviously two in the front. Mm-hmm. My friend's door was like in, like wow. the car was totaled and she was okay. Just minor scratch. I woke up the next day. I had a bruise on my thigh. I don't even remember hitting the door, which makes sense with impact. I would have been slammed to the left. Uh, so I hit the door, but I didn't feel it. I didn't remember it. I woke up the next day and I'm like, where the hell did this bruise come from? Like, it was huge. Oh, I was in uh, a car accident. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So that happened. Um, but I, I kid you not, guys, trust those instincts because they're there right. for a reason. Yeah, you're usually right. Like, definitely right. Um, I got goosebumps now just thinking about it. It's been a long time. But have you ever lucid dreamed since we're talking about dreams? I know we'll come back to Dawson's Creek and we kind of really got off on a tangent here. But uh, <laughs> have you ever lucid dream? Because I lucid dream and it's fantastic. Wait, so tell me what lucid dreaming means. So lucid dreaming is like you're dreaming, but you can kind of dictate and determine things that happen in your dreams. Like you can make stuff happen or change it. So say you're dreaming about something and you don't like where it's heading. Uh-huh. You can, you can veer it in a different direction. So you're like oh. conscious enough to be able to manipulate your dreams. Um, I'm sure I have. I don't, can't remember like a specific situation. I, I do it. Yeah. It's, I know it's there's... not a lot of people can do it. Not everybody can do it. Um, but I have, especially if I wake up and I try to go back to sleep, I will try to get myself back into that dream. And then usually when I do, I can help navigate how I want it to go, which is pretty mm-hmm. cool. I know that I've had dreams where, um, I'm like trying to fly and I can't seem to get off the ground 
And then suddenly I'm like, no, you're just going to fly. And I jump and I'll like keep hopping. And then all of a sudden I'm flying. You know, it's crazy. So you have, a, you have a dream about that and that's pretty cool. But uh, <laughs> so I don't really do the dreams where I'm flying. I've occasionally had that whole falling dream that everybody I think has at least once in their life where you just fall and fall and fall. You're like fucking Alice in Wonderland going down the rabbit hole. Um, I don't think I've ever had that. I've had yeah I've had that it's been a long time I think I was in like high school when I had that so I don't know what that means anybody like what is it Sigmund Freud <laughs> let me tell me what that means Sigmund Freud, Sig- Sigmund Freud. <laughs> I, I don't know why we're gonna end trying to say I think you did a mix between Siegfried and Roy and Sigmund Freud <laughs> <laughs> I did that's what happened my brain I'm telling you man it's just been a day you guys know what I mean that's oh, all that matters that okay funny. oh Um, (laughs) i don't even know but (sighs) shit what was i gonna say oh my dream right so (sighs) falling uh, falling. not the falling dream oh because i was flying oh i've had dreams where like i needed to defend myself and i was Mm. really weak that i have dreams like that too that scares me like where i have to defend myself and i go to do a swing and it just comes out like a feather touch and i'm like why am i so weak it is it's a horrible thing. Mine is I'm on the ground. I'm trying to get up to run or something and I just cannot make it. And I'm just crawling on the ground. I don't know what that means. Huh? No, seriously. Who, who do we, do we have any followers or listeners that um know anything about dreams? And I meaning? have two dream books that I always refer to that were my mom's and I always Google. Usually it's like the most random things. I always just break it down to just my anxiety half the time. That's what I always think it is. Like I still have dreams that I'm running late to class. It's like the first day of school and I'm running late to class and I feel like I'm never going to make to the class like that type of thing. But I had a dream recently that scared the shit out of me. So I was leaving my parents' house and I had like a like a holder with four things of coffee in it, like from Dunkin' Donuts or something. And I was like going out and walking to my car and I saw somebody trying to break into my car and I like tried to scare them away. And I was like, get the fuck away from my car. Like, what are you doing? And all of a sudden the guy came around and he got in front of me and he held a gun out to me, pointed at me, and then he shot me. And I fell to the ground and I remember the coffee was like spilled all over the ground. And I just, my face was like so close to the concrete and I kept like just trying to look up because I, like I was trying to breathe and I kept thinking, oh my God, he's going to kill me. I'm going to die. Nobody can hear me. I'm going to die right now. Nobody can hear me. And then I, it freaked me the fuck out. And then I woke up and, um, uh, I don't know what that means, but I think it had to do with my breathing, maybe <laughs> from like sleeping. Your breathing was your cat sitting on your chest, and you maybe just I breathe. don't know. I mean, sometimes my crazy dreams come from shit that I've watched or read too, and they're always like some kind of twisted variation of it, or like some kind of like it had that kind of theme. But then my brain's like, nah, I don't like that theme. We're gonna do something even worse, you know. <laughs> <laughs> They're like you you want some you want some writing material jamie here you go okay here you I'm go i'm gonna list a dream a bunch of hot guys just doing whatever i want how about that <laughs> can we do that give me my own reverse harem <laughs> um all right you wanna so yeah you wanna go back that into that the tangent's over. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah share with us your most crazy dreams on yeah. our instagram at creek talk podcast 
or on Twitter at Creek Talk Pod. Thanks. <laughs> For real. We want to we want to know, like, how many people out there are lucid dreaming or, you know, get the, the night terrors or even have, you know, incubus the paralysis. in the middle of the night. <laughs> yeah, I guess we could call it the paralysis, but we all know it's the incubus, right? Thank you. Bye. No, they say it's the old, old hag or something sitting on your chest. That's what they I'm going to go with the incubi, okay? Because I'd rather have an incubus. <laughs> <laughs> I want I'd rather have Tom Welling. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> well, if we're talking about hot actors, then can I have um you can have anybody you want, Jamie. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna have them all. They're gonna have their own specified day of the week. <laughs> um Tom Welling, Jason Momoa. Yeah, oh yeah. The um the actor who plays Thor. What's his name? What's his name? Uh Chris is it Hemsworth? Yeah, Chris Hemsworth. Um, there's this like Instagram model. I really like, I forget his name now. Uh, can I have Henry Cavill? Cavill? Oh yeah. I like him too. Justin's been watching The Witcher and he says, I should, I'll really like it. But yeah, he's fucking hot too. The Witcher's really good and season two is coming out very soon. So, um, binge that shit. Okay. Yeah. I watched, so I was watching this episode last night taking notes and he's like trying to show me like scenes that from i was like i can't watch both i'm like i'm trying to do one or the other i highly recommend it and if anybody else is i mean not if but those of you that are listening to us and you haven't watched the witcher yet i don't know what you're waiting on okay (laughs) seriously like when you're done listening to us go on netflix search the witcher and then read or listen to it, read it. I mean, you could read it too. If you like to read the books, there's a whole series. So oh, um, it is a book series, but the show is fantastic. There's also a, an animated TV series too that Netflix put out. Um, really? There is. And it, that's really good too. I binged that. It's not that many episodes. It won't take you long to get through. The Witcher might, but it's so good. I'll still watch it now. You said I like it because I liked Game of Thrones. So if you liked Game of Thrones, you'll like The Witcher. All right, I'll start watching it. Pay attention to it, though. Pay attention. All right, and then we can watch part or season two together. Yeah. All right. So back at the creek, Capeside High, as I mentioned, Jen is very excited that her Gramps is doing okay, and uh, she's you know telling Dawson all about it she tells Dawson can they hang out later she wants to like let off some steam and he tells her that he can't because he has plans with Joey and she just says you know whatever and around the corner comes Joey out of the classroom she totally ignores both of them because she looks like she's in her own world and Jen we hear Jen say oh speak of the devil Dawson calls out to Joey and he just says is everything okay and she says you know, how do you go about getting a passport? Because Mrs. Tringle informed her that another student turned down a transfer program to France and uh, they chose Joey as the replacement. And but first of all, I don't even know Joey was taking French. I didn't either. <laughs> she even says in the episode, she doesn't speak the language. So I go, well, why was she chosen? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, is this not like a, for the French foreign exchange? I would think that during these, like these type of um, exchange you know you trips have to be there, in that class you have to be in like the france like the like french class like it's it, it didn't make any sense because I'm, remember in the one episode the baby episode wasn't didn't she like wasn't she studying for a spanish exam or something that sounds dawson familiar was, dawson was like uh cramming with her on the steps in the school and 
that's when um douchebag came the boyfriend came and she oh, was like yeah. yeah okay it was right after the de- the detention episode like why couldn't they go to spain then why does it gotta be france oh because you know the eiffel tower i get it okay it's romantic I guess france is a romantic, romantic yeah, city. exactly it's romantic but it also made no sense it didn't it didn't make sense to me either jamie i, I said the same thing i was like she wasn't even taking french and then when she, later in the episode when she says i don't know i don't speak the language i said then why the fuck is she going i wouldn't go <laughs> I mean, I mean, I don't know. If, school's if I'm going it. with a bunch of people that I know and I'm comfortable with and they speak French, I guess that'd be fine. And then I can just but learn Joey's as smart. they go. Joey's yeah. very smart. I mean, they She'll don't have translators out. back then like that. You know what I mean? Like now we just pull our phones up and hope oh, that yeah. the right app that we're using doesn't fuck up our words too bad. Um <laughs> Mary Kate and Ashley can go to Rome. I think we can go to France. (laughs) Oh my God. They go to pass. They go to Paris, right? What is it? Passport to Paris. If Mary Kate and Ashley could do it, I could do it too. I was too old for those. The only, the only Olsen twins movie I remember is the one where they were in New York when they were like older. New York Minute. Yeah. And I don't even remember watching that. I just remember they were older and they were in this movie and now they're like two little elflings who chain smoke and hide under like big, big garments i don't get it i know i don't know i used i love them i had their there was a playstation video game i had that um i watched every single movie (laughs) that i could get my hands on i loved them um but now i feel like if i blow on them they're just gonna fall over and break in half but it's it's kind of sad but i still love them i don't really care they had a, a show on abc on like friday nights when i was like younger one one something oh um they did have a show. I thought their it was actually Riley. Funny. It was Riley and Roxy. Is that what their name? Oh, God. Remember. What was that show? I used to watch that, too. Hold on. But I do remember watching that. I thought it was funny. Uh, So, Two of a Kind. That's it, I uh, think, right? That was in 98-99. Um, there was so little time. Oh, that's it. Yeah, I think that's the one that I used to watch. I even watched their cartoon version. <laughs> but I think it was, yeah, so little time, I think. Because they're... I mean, I'm pretty sure they're about the same age as I am. They were born in 1986. Yeah, they only had like a couple of years on me. Yeah, it was definitely that because I'm looking at the the boyfriend interest in here and I just remember thinking he was so cute. Oh yeah, they were in Passport to Paris. Yep. <laughs> I just I thought I thought they were they're so adorable. They're so pretty. I just don't understand. I mean, they're they're fucking millionaires now, so it doesn't even matter. But I I'm surprised that they don't like what they're doing. Like they could still be actors, I guess. I don't know. They, they just don't is... though, because when they did their um when they did uh they brought Fuller House back, they didn't yeah, they, they didn't come in for that. that. Everybody else came back. They could have did a cameo. Like I don't understand it. They didn't. They made jokes about it in Fuller House, so that was really funny. We were getting sidetracked again. Fuller, Fuller House was really funny, though. I have to, I still have to watch the last season. I liked it. I loved it. It was great. <clears throat> All right. So uh, Joey's telling them about France. Jen is super stoked for her, clearly. I was torn on this because I didn't know if Jen was super excited for Joey or if she was super excited for herself Me because too. Joey will be going away. So I took it as she was excited that Joey would be out of the picture. Yeah. I got that impression, especially as this episode progresses. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, I just felt Jen was not quite as, I don't know. She was kind of backstabby, but not, I don't know. I don't know. No, I totally understand. I she was being a little you. bit sneaky. I don't know. <laughs> She's a little sneaky. So Okay. So Joey says she doesn't know yet. She has two days to decide and she'll she'll leave in two weeks. 
And Dawson looks really sad. So now she can tell how Dawson is feeling just by looking at him. And she turns and leaves. And he still looks stunned. And Jen says she thinks Joey should definitely go and ask Dawson if he agrees. And he just says, yeah, why not? And he's still like in shock. So now we're at the ice house and Joey's with Bessie. And uh, Joey's telling Bessie all about the France situation. And Bessie's happy for her. She says, I don't know if I can stay for a whole year. I don't know anybody. I don't speak the language. And I don't know if I can spend a whole year anywhere that worships Mickey Rourke, which uh, was a very weird uh what's the word i'm looking for it was a very weird i don't even know who he is (laughs) i don't know i don't i know who he is but i don't know how he's like worshipped by france i don't know mickey rourke it was the 90s i don't know oh Um, mickey um american actor screenwriter activist and former boxer who has appeared primarily as leading man drama and action thrillers so we're talking movies like he was in city yes and he was in one of the iron mans iron man 2 and the first one actually he was in both of them he was in the expendables i never saw that he's worshipped in france apparently and this was in 1998 so or 1997 i don't know but why i don't know So Bessie tells her that she's so happy for her. And even if she doesn't go, it's an honor that they even um, asked her to do it. And she says she's proud of her and that she gets to mention it to their dad uh, when she goes and visits him for his birthday in prison. (laughs) And Joey's like, excuse me, I'm not going to see dad. I fucking hate his guts. I don't want to go and face the man who destroyed our family. And, you know, I just don't want to go. And she's like, Bessie's like, listen, you little bitch. We made an agreement that when dad went to prison, we would do alternating birthdays. And I went last year. This is your year. If you don't fucking go see our father in prison on his fucking birthday, I'm going to make you regret it. All right. Just go see him. (laughs) She's like, kisses. Now go get table eight. They're asking for uh, their desserts. So so she's like pissed off that she has to go see Mike Potter in prison because she just she doesn't like him. She hates him. She hates everything that he's done. She hates everything that he stands for. And we get into that very shortly. Oh, she ends the scene with, yeah, our father who are in prison. <laughs> oh, Joey, so much. <laughs> so um, this is. Oh, go ahead. I don't even know what I was going to say. <laughs> So this is the one of two scenes that we have of Pacey in this episode. Um, Pacey did not get a very big uh, season finale story arc, but I think last episode was pretty good for him. It sort of was very focused on Pacey. And I know that they wanted to really focus this this season finale on our two main characters, um, Joey and Dawson. So it made sense for where like what they had him do. You know, he was he was still the hero. He still he still had an excellent part and he was still a hero. He came in clutch for um for Joey later in this episode. Yeah. And he made he made shit happen, which is another reason. Like I so when I was, you know, re skimming (laughs) (laughs) I I remembered parts of it and then when I got to that scene too, I was like, I remember this because the whole scene with him and Joey is like clear as day in my mind it stuck out it really stuck out for me the first time i watched this uh episode last last year (laughs) (laughs) the first time i ever watched this episode was last year um (laughs) and it stuck out for me so i just i knew it happened in the first season and i just 
didn't know when and obviously it had to have been the season finale because this is the last episode of this entire season so that makes sense but um it just really stuck out to me that he he's so wonderful yeah he he does prove that he's a that he is a good friend and he's reliable which is the total opposite of what happens in this scene so he's riding his bike to work um at screenplay video because he has the keys to the place and he just basically owns it at this point he can do whatever the fuck he wants in that store Mm. and um we hear police sirens go off and it's doug he tells his brother that their father is looking for him and (laughs) facey says the concern is appreciated but he should save it for the closet case with the gun (laughs) which i thought was funny i laughed i definitely laughed it was funny. So Doug gets out of the car and says, does being the leading contender for the official joke of Capeside bother you even a little bit? And Pacey tells him to run along and save a cat from a tree. And he says, if their dad wants to talk to him, then he should do it himself. And still at this point, we've never met his father. No. So Doug tells him that he's going to get tired of being the joke. And one day he'll wake up and realize that he's just a bad punchline that nobody's laughing at. And Pacey rides off. This entire interaction between Pacey and Doug, I really just wanted to get between them and go, nobody asked you, Dougie. (laughs) Nobody asked for your goddamn opinion. I don't get it. I don't understand why he hates his brother so much. Instead of Um, like, you would think that knowing that your dad is this like massive asshole, but like even, even though Doug sort of went in the direction of their father with being a cop, mm-hmm. but knowing that your father is this just horrible person to your brother, wouldn't you feel like you'd have to protect your brother, your younger brother in a way? And One like, would hope so. like take hope. care of him. But no, Doug is just a big fucking jerk off. I don't I think get it. I think in relationship issues like this between family members, you could go one of both, one of two ways. The older sibling takes responsibility and protects the siblings or they idolize that parent and that seems to be where doug is going because he's following in his father's footsteps so he's obviously idolizes him in some way and because of the way that his father has been treating pacey i think because he idolizes his father that's how he treats pacey too because he thinks it's okay and it's not okay um so it is, it is really interesting to be able to see that kind of din- dynamic. So instead of getting the the hero older brother who's trying to do what he can for his younger brother, I mean, their relationship does evolve and change later throughout the seasons. But um, at least in this beginning, they don't have that kind of relationship. Dougie is very much like his father. He's following his father's footsteps. They're both cops. Um, you know what I mean? His behavior towards his brother and is very similar to most likely the way the behavior is between the father and and Pacey um I don't think Doug is as bad from the information that we're getting right about their father his father I think also kind of sounds like he might be a little bit of an alcoholic so I don't we don't really know though we don't know we just know that there is problems at home Pacey can't stand his father and him and Doug bug butt heads but I I think that in the in the end Doug kind of idolizes his father and most of those aspects and it's just what they're used to so but I mean I don't know I'm not a psychiatrist <laughs> you sure <laughs> i'm positive it sounded, it sounded like it <laughs> I, I know i just are you a, are you a side 
what do they call it? Are you a side chair psychiatrist? <laughs> a side chair psychologist. Yeah, right. Is that what they side call it? Psychiatrist. Listen, I can't even say, try saying psychiatrist and psychologist like back and back because oh. it's just impossible. Jamie, try, try <laughs> finding, try finding one. How about that? That's, that's what's making it hard for me. Ugh. <laughs> Anyway, Are you trying to tell me that I need to see a shrink. No, I'm saying I do. Stop it. This is your shrinking. Welcome to your shrink session this week. Okay. We've got two Dawson's hours of time, Creek. and this is what we're doing Dawson's shrink. Dawson's shrink. This is the, the shrink creek, creek shrink. I don't know. I, I'm just pulling shit out of my air now, but whatever. <laughs> I, I can't think of it. It's okay. We'll come up with it later. Um, All right. I don't know. I just see a different perspective, but I mean, I could be totally wrong. I don't know the brain. I just know what I see. No, it makes perfect sense though. Cause he does. He's just like his father and he's, you know, idolizing him and he, and he beats down his brother as much as he can and tries to make him feel bad about everything. Like that's all we've seen of his brother this whole time. Yeah, but I mean, we do see that Doug cares, though, which is more than we can ever say about Pacey's father. But the only reason why we say that is because we haven't actually seen them interact. We have only seen things that are said. So we're only getting one side of that story anyways. At least with Dougie, they still have that relationship, though. But it, it gets better. It gets better. He just he comes down so hard on Pacey. And I don't know if he really means it if he's just trying that's his way of encouraging his his brother to do better you know yeah, i don't see it like that at all i think he's just a fucking massive asshole to him that's what i see i think like even in front of like in public or in front of people he tries to just put them down all the time and i just think it's bizarre do you, like, do you think because... he talks shit on pacey to like other cops at the station i don't know he keeps making these comments about how he's the joke of the town but nobody else really has any issues with Pacey. I mean, they all know how Pacey is and Pacey comes down on himself. But I mean, I don't know. What do I know? I don't live in that town. We don't live in this fictional town. It's okay. We're overanalyzing again. Yeah. All right. Let's move on. Um, <laughs> so, so we see Dawson and Joey buying tickets to go see her father at the prison and the place that they're at that they're buying the tickets is the visitor center in Wilmington, North Carolina. They made it look like a bus terminal, which did not look like a bus terminal at all. It was like literally right near the Creek. Where, where were they lining up the buses? I don't understand it. On um, the road. It was weird. Um, so Dawson asks her when the last time it was that she saw her father. And she says two years ago about the same time I discovered he was trafficking marijuana and cheating on my dying mother with a bleached blonde cocktail waitress. So the time, the timing for this is weird too. So if she's 15, two years ago, she would have been 13. In one episode, he says that they were, he was there for her in sixth grade and he's there for her now. So I guess the timing would make a little bit of sense, but like in sixth grade, you're 12. 11 or 12. Yeah. What, how old was she when her mom passed? Um, No. Was she that age? For some reason, I want to say eight, but I don't know if that's right. She said two years ago in this Really? It was only two years? Yeah, she says two years ago, about the same time I discovered he was trafficking marijuana and cheating on my dying mother with a bleach blonde cocktail waitress. I guess it was. I don't know why I had eight stuck in my brain. Yeah, but but sixth grade is when he said he was there for her. So I don't know. It's very weird. So we'll say she was 13 in sixth grade, which is very old for sixth grade. (laughs) 
Well, maybe he was there for her in the sixth grade and then two years happened and then the mom got sick and then he wasn't there for them anymore. So maybe the sixth grade doesn't have anything to do <laughs> with the time the timeline. <laughs> That's what I just assumed because they were talking we're about thinking her it. in that episode. <laughs> oh, all right. The sixth grade's just, got nothing to do with it. <laughs> I'm just trying to get a better understanding when her mom died. Yeah. Because her father, I'm assuming, was already put in jail, right? Or was he put in jail after she died? I don't know. I don't know. I think that's either up for interpretation or we haven't gotten the specifics yet. And we will get more specifics because this is not the end of Mr. Mr. Potter. Okay. So. Gotcha. um, Yeah. All right. Well, he tells her at least it's only for a day and, you know, he'll help her get through it. And then he asks her about has she made any decision about France? And she tells him she's still weighing out the fantasy elements. And he tells her that it's an incredible opportunity. And she asks him, what would you do if I left? And he pauses for a minute. And then he says, suicide, something painless, pills, car fumes. Like, Seriously, he's so uh, dramatic. And that is not, I'm honestly really impressed that they allowed that to go in there. But I guess the 90s I was too. different ball game because we don't, yeah. we don't joke about suicide. That's not a, that's not a funny thing. No, when he said it, I was like, wow, you know, it was a little crazy to me that they were just like blurting that out. Casually throwing that around. Um, Yeah, that is that is not okay. I mean, I don't I guess the 90s things were different, but they really with what the shit they were they were allowed to say and stuff. But I mean, that is not a joke. No, it's not not a joke. But yeah, it was just like a little awkward. But she asked him to be serious and. She asks him again, like, what would you do? And then he tells her that if Paris made her happy, then he'd be happy for her. And you can tell that's not the answer that she wanted. It kind of looked like she wanted him to kind of beg her to stay. Yeah, he wanted him to give her a legitimate reason to stay. When a woman asks you, give me a reason to stay, the answer is because I want you to stay. stay. I want you to stay with me. I want this to be a relationship. That's, That's what that question is. Any other answer is not the right answer and if you cannot well, give the answer that the girl wants or the guy or whatever then let him go well that's what this whole episode is all about if there mm. it's this constant back and forth between the two of them where he's afraid to tell her how he feels because he's afraid of how their friendship is going to be but like on the other side he's constantly saying we need to talk about our relationship like he's yeah, almost, he can't talk about it right it's so bizarre to me like he's, he's so not. he's so close to like just telling her and she's like kind of trying to pull it out of him. And then once when, when she gets so close to getting it, he just stops. And that's when she's always just like, forget it. Like, I'm leaving. Like, why, why do we constantly keep doing this? Just fucking tell me, like, to stay. You He's know? He's a chicken shit. He's a chicken shit. But I don't Many know. Many chicken shits is him. On the other hand, though, on the other hand, maybe he's afraid that if he admits to her that there's something between them more than a friendship. And they start becoming intimate and they they go to that next step. If something happens, what if that messes up their friendship? That is a legitimate feel. No. Or fear. <laughs> feel. Gone. That is a legitimate fear. And I totally understand that. I guess he just needs to see what happens. Decide. Is it, you know what I mean? Like, are your feelings strong enough to to go down that road? Look, I are think. Are you going to regret it if you don't try? I, I think uh, she's going to she's she's if he so if he didn't do what happens at the end of the episode i think she would have went to france 
and met a hot French guy and just did whatever the had fuck a, he wanted. Had a lovely love for a year of her life. I think that he's just so... He's just scared about everything. And he even says it when he talks to her father, but we'll get into it. So we're in prison. We're in prison. And by the way, every time I see their prison, it baffles my brain. It baffles my brain meets. Okay. (laughs) Why? (laughs) Because have you ever been to a prison? No, they don't look anything like that. That is the real prison though. Really? Yeah. Where they meet you there. So the um, Instagram page, Capeside20, he um, he goes to Wilmington, North Carolina all the time and takes pictures of the location shoots. And he recently went to the prison to try to take a picture of this. And they told him that he wasn't allowed to take a picture of he they told him he couldn't, which is bullshit, because it's like the taxpayers are paying that for that building and security reasons, Stephen. I get it. It was in a TV show, Jamie. I would have been like, I'm taking the picture. Like, I'm allowed to take a picture and just snapped it. But he said a guard came out and said, you can't take the picture. Um, But it's the same place. Maybe maybe they all look differently. I just thought it was a little weird because I have been I have been to a prison and I have visited somebody in prison and it is not like that. You walk in, you got to go through like you got to check in. Then you got to go and empty all your shit and put it in a locker. And then you got to walk through a metal detector. And then you're going to end up walking through another metal detector. And then you're in like a lobby. And then you got to wait to get all the way around. Sometimes there's vending machines, you know, and then you finally walk in and you're in this giant room and it literally looks like a giant cafeteria. And it's just like these ugly gray walls and all these questionable looking people. (laughs) Um, So they missed visiting hours. Yes. So they missed visiting hours. And uh, Joey's like, I can't believe we missed visiting hours. They were over at five. And she says it took them four hours to get there on bus. So I was confused if it was two hours, like two hours there and two hours back, or if it was like a total of I think four they hours. were literally on the bus for four hours to get there. It took that's what I that's what I thought. So yeah. it takes them eight hours total. That's crazy. Um, so they end up staying in a hotel and hotel, motel, holiday, and we got the hotel. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't a holiday in though. <laughs> It's literally just a motel. Um, so Dawson's like already sitting on the bed watching TV. It's almost mirroring what they do in his bedroom. He says, do you want to watch something? And she says, no, she just wants to go to bed. And so he turns the TV off and they start to get ready. He like, they're getting, they're like taking their clothes off. Like to put to it like, in the bed. Yeah. I mean, it's nothing that they don't or haven't done in Dawson's room, but Dawson right. really just starts to get super awkward. So awkward. It makes no sense. Joey's he, completely confused. She's like, why are you acting like this? This is no different than being at your pe- like at your house. And he's like, well, it's a different bed. What's that got to do with anything? Right. He says it's a foreign bed. And she's like, is that a problem? And he's like, no, it's okay with me. He says, it's just weird and different. She says it's lumpy. So then they are getting into this conversation about, so before they start talking, so she's like laying on her side in like a fetal position, Mm -hmm. which is how I sleep. And he is sort of like laying on his side, uh, like facing her. And so he'd be looking at her back and he just starts talking to her about, um, he doesn't want this to be a factor in her decision to go to France, but he, he says he'd really miss her. 
And he says that he doesn't know what's going on between them, which he says he's been saying in the past like five episodes, but they need to talk about it. And then he goes on this long-winded Dawson Leary monologue about not knowing how to deal with his own situation regarding their relationship. And he slams his head down on his on the pillow because he's so like he like exasperates himself. And I'm like, he's come so the dramatic. fuck down. Yeah. He's and so she, dramatic. The whole time she's just looking at him and her eyes are like, what are you doing? My mom used to always say, put your eyebrows up. You look stupid. <laughs> <laughs> so like she's looking at she's like literally looking at him with her eyebrows down like she's so confused so she just says this is me narrowing my eyes at you because you're acting like a knucklehead exactly it's exactly what she looked like no so she says to him what are you so scared of and he, he's he a says, big chicken weenie he says chicken i don't know he doesn't know and we hear their like music playing that that we've been hearing out through the whole season And there's this whole mirror image of how the very first episode um, happened with them sleeping in the bed together at the end of the opening scene where she's laying on her side and he's laying on his back and they're still talking about their friendship and their relationship and like the weirdness of it. And so, you you know, what just drives me crazy is when people say, you know, when you ask somebody, oh, you know well what's wrong or why aren't you saying it and they just their answer is i don't know no you fucking you do know you just don't want to say it right and i am the biggest hypocrite because i have done it too because usually what's happening is something that is really an uncomfortable situation and yeah. you know it's not going to be a fun conversation and nobody likes confrontation i get it but you do know I know, you know, we all know when we say we don't know that we do actually know. We just don't want to say we don't want to say it. Well, sometimes it's not the right time either. And then because I've been in that situation, too, where it's like, I don't know, or like, I don't nothing. And you just don't want to talk about it at that moment because you're like, it's just I can't deal with it right now. It's not something I want to talk about. I'm not knocking it. I'm just I'm just saying, don't you do know. (laughs) That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Anytime somebody says, oh, I don't know, unless it's a question, you legitimately don't know the answer to it. But when it comes to your feelings, no, you fucking know. You know, yeah. You know. You and might then, be confused, but you know. <laughs> and then a week later, when you blow up about it and your partner is like, well, why didn't you say this? Because I didn't want to talk about it. <laughs> That's and what now I'm talking I'm about it now. All exploding and I'm just freaking out right now. <laughs> yep. Welcome okay. to human life. Exactly. <laughs> Welcome to existence. Welcome um, to being a human. So now we're at the hospital. Grams is telling Jen that uh, the tests went well for Gramps and they told Grams that he was lucky. And she goes into this whole thing about how it had nothing to do with luck and it had everything to do with their prayer and their faith in the Lord and why he's awake. And Jen says, no one is happier about his recovery than me, but I very much doubt prayer had a lot to do with it. And we get a Grams jennifer (laughs) that was really good (laughs) steven i've been hearing it all season and she tells jen how god has a hand in all good things and jen says oh but he had nothing to do with war famine aids let's not revert back to business as usual gramps is better that's all that matters i guess we'll just enjoy it in our own ways jen could have just said nothing she could have just let her grandmother just say whatever she wanted and not be happy and yeah yeah, just let her be happy and thank god and but no we had to we had to go there we're slowly getting into this thing with jen 
where she's becoming this bitchy little teenager who is just, she's just irritating. And she just wants to argue. And she's, and like throughout the episode, like we even said, she's being a little sneaky. And and I know that leads into the second season a little bit. It it does. And honestly, her friendship uh, with, you know, who and with Abby. Yeah. With, you know, who and in season two makes a lot of sense now. (laughs) Yeah. I'm excited to get into it. I really am. But um, but uh, we're starting to see, aside from the the scene later when she's in church with Grams, we're we're starting to see this like part of Jen that she's been like sort of hiding from everybody. Yeah, she's she's, not a very nice person. She's comfortable. She's getting. I feel like she's getting comfortable enough that her old personality is starting to to leak through, like her Mm -hmm. New York self, not this front that she was putting on for the first three months. Now that we have that timetable down. Well, even in 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 the yeah. last episode we did, even I remember Becky even said she doesn't seem like she's this big like New York type person, and she doesn't. Well, now. <laughs> but now she's it's sort of coming out, and you're starting to see she's this different side of her. Yeah, she's she's kind of an asshole. But yeah, yeah I like, mean the, her whole back and forth with Grams that hasn't really changed. But you would just think that in lieu of all of this happy news that she would just give Grams you know cut her some slack, give her a break, right. but. That's what like a decent person would do. Right. Like just, just let it be. Right. And just let it go and just um, keep it to yourself. That's all you have to do. But you learn that with age, Jamie. Like you learn those things with age. You just don't say anything because it's just going to open up a can of worms and it's better to just keep it to yourself. <laughs> so yeah, write it down in a journal and then burn it. You know, say I mean? it all the time. Write it, regret it, say it, forget it. Yep. Right. Yeah, that's in, right. in the wise words of Dorinda Medley from the Real Housewives of New York City. <laughs> and I still think I said it wrong. <laughs> I don't want to look that up later. I mean, if you're going to write Say it, it down, regret it, write it, forget it, whatever. I'll, for, I'll figure it out. I mean, if you're going to write something down, you don't want anybody to see, I'd burn it afterwards if it makes you feel better. <laughs> but I mean, we really get to see the darker side of Jen with her whole thing between kind of trying to get Dawson back and trying to, you know, pull the rug right out from under joey because dawson's finally starting to really recognize joey and see her mm-hmm. and jen is threatened very because she she kind of wants him back and it's like do you want him back because he's not all about you anymore well yeah that's sort of you what know? happened in the last episode she went she she knew he started to look at joey differently especially after the beauty pageant and now she's starting to feel a certain way because she fucked up their relationship whatever tiny relationship it was and now she's trying to get back in with him like and yeah. any way she can but um yeah it's not People, a very good i mean i guess it's human nature though it's human nature everybody always wants what they can't have yeah. they want to have their cake and eat it too i mean you might as well just have two fucking cakes but in that case that's not good either <laughs> no it'll make you sick <laughs> 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 well, not if you're keeping one and eating the other, but then it's just going to get moldy. Like <laughs> that's true. That's a good point. <laughs> if you want moldy cake, knock yourself out. All right. Um, <laughs> I don't want moldy cake. <laughs> um, so now we're back at the prison. Uh, Joey is telling Dawson she wants him to stay with her. She can't. Um, she can't do this alone. She doesn't want to spend any time with the man who destroyed her family by herself. And we see uh joey's father walk out and we don't really get his name i had to look it up on imdb but it's um mike potter and uh he's played by an actor named gareth williams 
And if you look on IMDb, his credits, he's done so many character actor acting. Um, He's been on so many TV shows and he's still like, he still acts today, but he has one of those familiar faces where you're like, I've seen that guy before. And um, I think this is like a big role, like one of the bigger roles that I've seen him in that he's been in numerous episodes where they like kept him in contract with the show. But I think he does a pretty good job. He's a little sad kind of like he he reminds me of like uh he hates himself for like the things that he's done and you know how he left his family and his wife and stuff like that and well he he does right now too bad it don't stay that way (laughs) well that i don't i don't remember (laughs) but um yeah but to me in this episode he just looks like he's just like a shell of himself you know prison Um, will do that to you make good choices guys yeah make good choices don't go to prison (laughs) Don't go to prison. So, so he comes out and he makes some quip about having cigars and champagne or maybe just a donut <laughs> uh, for Joey. And we can see that Joey is pissed. And um, he tells her she's beautiful. And she just says, no, I'm not. Like, don't even start with this. Don't, I'm not pretty or whatever. We're, we already know that Joey's got some insecurities about how she views herself. Yeah. And this isn't helping, I guess. Yeah. Um, he tells her he's not surprised she didn't come on his birthday and she says well I'm here now and he asks her about school and she says is that what you want to talk about and he tells her he's lonely and misses his family and she asks if he misses her mom and he tells her he wants to know what she's thinking they have all this other conversation like when she when he says you know how's school and she says that's what you want to talk about and he says well what do you want to talk about and she says nothing I don't want to talk about anything and then you know, he says, tell me about yourself. And she really doesn't want to get into it because she doesn't like the man that's sitting in front of her. Right. She um, doesn't even want to be there. So it's like, right. He says, tell me what you're thinking. And she says, you don't want to know what I'm thinking. And then she gets up. She says, it was a mistake coming here, but it doesn't matter because she's leaving for France and that family you miss, it doesn't exist anymore. It's over. It's a little melodramatic. He's like, it's not over. And now he's crying. And she's like, well, it is, it's over for me. (laughs) Like, I did kind of laugh at that a little bit. I was like, come on, Joey, like, calm down. Like, just have like a conversation with your dad, even if you hate him. Just like, I get it. You know, we all have, we all have these issues with our parents sometimes where like, you just don't feel like dealing with the bullshit at the moment. And, you know, you could always just save it until you just want to explode on them. And like- his birthday yeah, too <laughs> right but and also i mean i understand her plight but i got it too it could also be worse he could be like a mass murderer you know like he could be well, psychotic yeah but we know what he's in prison for he didn't kill he's anybody. in prison for selling drugs and then he cheated on his dying wife which that's a low blow that sucks but like that, that's not why he's in prison. He's in prison for the drugs thing. He's just a horrible person for cheating. But that's on why she's life. that's why she's mad at him. You know what I mean? She's mad at him because he cheated on his wife who was dying and also was selling drugs to to kids. Was it the kids? He was, no, just he was trafficking. He was trafficking drugs. Um, he was trafficking marijuana. Of <laughs> like, all the like, things, like the the most legal drug now. <laughs> It, it like it not just, even like it, it was opiates it, it could have been worse i mean it could have been worse but she's so my whole yeah. thing is is that she she went all the way there to see this guy she hates his guts right mm-hmm. it's his birthday 
just sit there and give them just a little bit of information. You don't have to like get into this whole thing. You don't have to be melodramatic and be like, our family's over. It's over. I'm going to France. You're never going to see me again. You didn't bring me the damn donut and I'm leaving forever. Like just, uh, it's just so dramatic. So she gets up and leaves and Dawson is, he says, I have to go and I should go with her. I should go follow her. And he says, wait, like stay, tell me about my daughter. And um, he says, you know, well, what do you want to know? And he says, tell me everything, anything. So I wrote down his entire little monologue that he says about her because it sort of gives us an insight as to where his head is regarding Joey. I think this entire monologue too, um, at least in a Dawson point of view, really helps put things in perspective for him now that he's actually saying these things out loud and he has... He has his own fucking epiphany, even though it yes. still didn't do anything right away. He still he has his epiphany after this. He's like, huh, maybe I care more than I thought I did. <laughs> you well, know? he has. Yeah, he has this epiphany, but he's still thinking about like, well, how am I going to deal with this? Like, right. I still have to tell my best friend how I'm feeling about her, you know? Right. Um, so this is what he says to Joey's dad. Dawson says she's great. She's smart. She's beautiful. She's funny. She's a big old scaredy cat. If you creep up behind her, she'll jump out of her skin. It's pretty amusing. She's honest. She calls them like she sees them. You can always count on getting the truth from Joey, even if the truth hurts. She's stubborn. We fight a lot. So she can be frustrating sometimes, but she's really a really, really good friend and loyal to a fault. She believes in me. I'm a dreamer. So I mean, it's so good to have somebody in my life. God, if she goes away, I don't know what I'm going to do. I mean, she's my best friend, you know? She's more than that. She's everything. And he just starts, he just stares at Joey's dad and he's like, oh, I think I get it. There's my epiphany. (laughs) There's my fucking epiphany. Oh, she's my everything. But is she though, Dawson? Well, at the moment, she is. She's his everything for right now. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know why I'm turning, like I'm turning now because like, this is, look, Jamie, when I was watching the show when I was 17, okay, this was what I was watching the show for, okay? Because I knew this was eventually going to happen. I didn't see Dawson the way I see him now watching it as a 41-year-old because I think he's so fucking irritating. But watching this, it made me like a little happy for him because I was like, well, they're friends. They're best friends. He's like fully admitting to himself that he sees her this way. And she's been telling him in like every which way, except saying directly to him, I like you, this is how I feel about you, to his face, that they should be together. And I like that they gave him this little like monologue, like you said, to help him sort of like understand himself, how he truly feels about her. Yeah. Because, you know. It only took a trip, a four hour trip to a prison <laughs> and an overnight stay in a motel for him to figure it out, right? In a lumpy bed. <laughs> <laughs> in a lumpy bed. Um, I really wonder, like, what our parents thought of, like, um, watching this show. You know what I mean? So us at a younger age, if if I was watching it at eight, but I wasn't. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, if, if you sitting at home. And it's, you know, whatever day it is in 98 mm-hmm. and you're sitting on the couch watching it and your parent is sitting with you. What are they thinking about this show? Are they thinking about it the way we're analyzing it right now? We're like, man, this kid's fucking annoying and he can't figure out what he wants. Or is it like, oh, are, no, we, my are they going to watch this? I well, I know. <laughs> I, well, all right. Let's, let's open the floor up to our listeners. Is anybody 
watch the show with their parent or are you the parent that was watching the show when it was coming out? Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, what were your thoughts when you were watching the show? Were you were your thoughts the way ours are now, or were they kind of like the way Steven was viewing it when he was watching it as it was coming out, you know, 20 some odd years ago? Um, if you remember, I mean <laughs> it's a long I time just ago. Fully, I just fully remember being on on the whole Dawson Joey train. And it's because to me, that's what I was that's what they were pushing. That's what their right. like agenda was for the show. And I knew eventually when we got to the finale, something was gonna happen with them. I didn't know exactly what, but, um, but like, I don't remember a lot of these episodes. I really don't. And it's weird. I remember bits and pieces, but rewatching them, obviously I have a different perspective, but there are parts of me when I go and rewatch them that I get deja vu and I'm literally transported back to being 17 in my bedroom watching this with like excitement and like, I'm eager to watch it because I love the show so much and I love the characters, but I didn't see these, the character, especially of Dawson, the way I see him now. I just, I really do think he's just very, uh, he's just very irritating. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. I but, wasn't watching this at all at this age. You know what I was watching at age eight? Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I know. Jamie, we say, <laughs> we say this every episode. I know. You're, well, you're outside I... playing with your friends. If but I you were watching Buffy. With the name <laughs> and Buffy that. was a way worse show than Dawson's Creek, Creek, if you really think about it. <laughs> I mean, I'm not even... I remember the episode where um, Spike and Buffy, like, are at each other's throats and bring a building down, and they do the nasty. And I remember I was young, and I'm going, crap, I hope my mom doesn't walk in. Because <laughs> it was so, like, yeah, suggestion, suggestion suggestive i mean they don't show anything obviously yeah, but you know but you know you know what's happening as they're bringing the building down they're they're yeah but i would just remember going god i hope nobody walks in and like turns this tv off because i love this show <laughs> what um, season was that was that season six it was something like that it was uh before spike got his uh yeah i think it was uh season six or season five it was before spike got his soul i think oh, no. yeah it was before the soul you're asking the wrong person which is weird because you should be asking the right person which should be me but it's been a minute and i don't have them all it's all seven seasons and episodes memorized i get them all confused but i love them all i don't care so weird when i was younger i could tell you every episode every date that it aired for for this end off i could tell you the name of the fucking episode now i don't remember anything it just like left my brain so back to Dawson's Creek. Joey just does not want anything to do with her father. Right. And Dawson's so, trying to give her advice now, right? He's like, Joe, calm down. They're on, well, they're on the dock. They're back in Cape Side. And she asks what his deal is because he hasn't said a word to her during the whole ride home. Mm-hmm. And she says, you know, what did, what did my dad say? And Dawson tells her that her dad loves her and misses her. And he says, you shouldn't have left. And she says, don't lecture me. Dawson tells her that she needs to deal with it. And she says she has. She's been dealing with it her entire life. She says her dad wants her to make him feel better. She He wants to basically say, like, I forgive you. Yeah, she, he wants her to that. say to him, I forgive you. And she says, I don't forgive him. I, I don't forgive him for anything. And Dawson tells her to just tell him that. And she says she can't because she hates him. And he says, well, hate's a strong word and she needs to deal with it or else because she'll be stuck resenting him and it's going to cause her nothing but pain. And it's true. 
if you don't deal with things, you start to resent people and it causes lots of worse things. More drama than the drama you're already in. And so he says to her, even in Paris, and she says, a geographic change is exactly what I need. And I need to clear my head and have a fresh start. (laughs) She's so, this whole Paris storyline is hilarious because like, she's acting like she's moving there forever, first of all. And (laughs) I don't know. It's such a dumb, it's such a dumb uh, plot point to me. I don't know why they had to put it in there. She's like, I'm leaving my horrible town and getting, getting away from my horrible family and everybody else because I need a fresh start. Like you're 15. I don't, I don't think that it's a horrible plot point in this episode. I really understand why they did it because it really puts the pressure on Dawson to admit his feelings for, for Joey out loud and to her. She probably could have even just lied about it, honestly. <laughs> oh my <laughs> God, really I just thought of to. something. What? So in the beginning, they talk about cliffhangers and how it's, everything's so predictable. This is such a predictable plot point having your main character go away to another country and like the boy who you're in love with has to figure out what he wants to do. It is. That's so funny. I never even thought about that till now. Oh yeah. If you think of like classic like <laughs> movies, that's how, usually how that goes. What was it? Um, it happened in friends. Like that's how they ended yeah. friends. Well, uh, or even I keep thinking it happened on the time. Hills <laughs> and that's a reality. Yeah. Um, God, what is it? I keep thinking of the spoof, but like not another teen movie. But what? Uh, she's all that. Oh, she's all that. She's all that was one. I don't know where she was going, but she was halfway on a plane and ready to leave. You know, so was it that one? No. Was it that one? Yeah, at the end, right? So they have their prom thing, and it didn't work. And then she's getting ready to leave, and they're in an airport, and he comes and stops oh, her. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. No, wait, that's a different movie, isn't it? Uh, Oh, I can't think now. Oh my God, Jamie, I have no idea. I can't remember, but I know it's a thing. This is going to drive me nuts. All right, we'll have to- We should keep going and- We'll have to do some research. (laughs) Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. I know. (laughs) All right. So yeah, so Dawson says, you know, running from things isn't the answer. And Joey says, so what is the answer? And she says, why don't you give me one good reason why I should stay? Give me one non-analytical off the top of your head reason why I should stay. And Dawson is just silent. And he's just like looking at her. She says, I thought so. And she gets in her rowboat and rows away. (laughs) And um, she's just gone. (laughs) And now we're we're back at the hospital. And Graham tells Jen that Graham's had another stroke. And he's in intensive care and Janice starts to freak out a little bit. Um, She doesn't understand why this is happening. And Graham just says his heart was too weak and it couldn't handle another stroke. And Graham says that God has a plan for all of us. So Graham says that they should pray. And Jen says, just because you pray doesn't mean it can change God. And I said, I wrote down, I don't think that was ever the argument. (laughs) I don't know why she said that. And Graham tells her that she has it backwards. She says she prays because prayer changes her. So Graham is now praying because, you know, praying helps Graham. And Jen just fucking has to argue with her about it all the time. I just don't understand it. It's almost like it's so weird because Graham is always pushing her religion on Jen but Jenna's right. always pushing her non-religion on the Grams. So they're doing the same thing to one another. It makes absolutely no sense. <laughs> Are you looking it up? It's driving me crazy. And I'm I'm wondering 
I'm so, trying to think of other movies that came out around that time. I know. So I looked up um, what Not Another Teen Movie was based off of. So Varsity Blues, She's All That, 10 Things I Hate About You, Can't Hardly Wait, and Pretty in Pink. It's not Can't Hardly Wait. It's not Pretty in Pink. It's not 10 Things I Hate About You. I don't think I've ever seen Varsity Blues, and we know it's not She's All That. So I'm wondering <laughs> if they just made it up, and that's what I'm thinking. Uh, I because think- I remember when he when he goes and stops her from getting on the plane to leave which could be a spoof and they're played on i think i think it's not another teen movie that you're thinking i I think that's what i'm thinking of because with the girl leaving i think that's um a playoff of can't hardly wait or because he's he gets ready to leave and she stops him at the train station but then instead of doing the train station they're using a plane but then when he gives all of these like speeches to get her to go it's pretty in pink that he like he uses because what's her face is actually there and she's like that's from pretty in pink and he's like are you sure and she's like yeah pretty sure because she's the main it's what's her face from pretty in pink so i think it is from not another TV it movie. is jake arrives yeah. at the airport and confronts her before she boards the and plane but uses a plethora of cliched lines from the other films such as she's all that cruel intentions american pie the breakfast club american beauty 10 things i hate about you can't hardly wait and pretty in pink to convince her <laughs> to not go his final and only original speech suggests that they would be better off separated but janie mistakenly believes he is quoting the karate kid and she decides to stay with him yeah janie's um, only to be told she's on her way to paris to art school you were thinking about not another teen movie yeah yeah i think that that's what it, i love all right so I love Not Another Teen Movie. I used to have it on DVD. I watched it many, many times. And I, I saw love it in the, the movies. Spoofs. I thought it was so funny. It's hysterical. And I love the spoofs because there's so many different movies that are like they're making fun of in it. And they're all movies that everybody knows. Um, and that's what it was. I was getting them confused because, I mean, how can you not? This movie is literally an accumulation of like 10 different teen movies that all came out at the same time. So um, I'm allowed to be confused. But it was definitely Not Another Teen Movie with the plane. It's great. Anyways, sorry. You know I, I mean, thought, you know, I always thought was funny in that movie <laughs> when the pie. Jamie, no, uh-huh. it's so it's such a dumb thing to laugh at. But I remember I always used to crack up at it when Janie jumps in the pool in her dress and she gets out and the cheerleader, the bitchy cheerleader, comes over and she just pours water all over her and she's like, "Oh, I stained your dress." <laughs> she goes, "That's gonna stain," and I was like, "It's just the water." <laughs> You're and living in just in a damn pool. <laughs> <laughs> Your entire body is soaked right now. Oh my god! Oh my god. I god. laughed so, so hard at that. So I like stupid funny. humor. <laughs> I don't really like stupid humor, but there's something about that movie that I just, I just adore it. It's, it's just, it's unique, and yeah. I feel like that was like the beginning of spoofs. Really, well, a scary movie was. Was that before that? I guess maybe mm-hmm. a scary movie to come out first. But and it wasn't like a, a horror spoof. Well, no. Well, the scary movies were spoofs on all the horror movies that were coming out at that time. And then Not Another Teen Movie was a spoof on all the teen movies that were coming out, obviously. Yeah. And then they had like all these other ones. Like they had one that, that was based on the Twilight films, I remember, which I never yep. saw. Yep. So I never saw them. But <laughs> we're distracted again. Sorry, guys. I'm, if you've never seen Not Another out. Teen Movie, you're missing out, okay? All right, so now we're at the ice house yes. and we see Pacey run into Joey and she tells him that the kitchen is closed and 
He says, please don't make me eat dinner with the Stafford family. Joey says, uh, I may have seen some rat droppings that I can scrounge up for you. And Pacey doesn't even have a good comeback. He just says, sure, um, I'll take them. Maybe even warm them up in the microwave. <laughs> he just does not want to go home. He doesn't even care. He didn't go to Dawson. Mm-mm. He went to the ice house. Well, he was hungry. He could have gotten food from Dawson's house. I'm sure his mom would have cooked for him. I mean, he could he have went, went to- anywhere. He could have gone anywhere. He went to the ice house. He went to Joey. He went. Okay, to I get where you're going. He went, he went to go see Joey. He did not want to go home. He went to Joey. Okay. <laughs> of all the things he could have done, <laughs> he went to Joey. So Joey says to him, that was weird. For a second, I was overcome with this wave of sympathy for you. It'll pass. <laughs> so now they're back at their, like, you know, throwing. Their usual banter. Yeah. So Pacey asks her when he became a walking, talking embarrassment to his family. And joey uh kind of rolls her eyes she you can tell she's tired like she doesn't feel like talking about like something deep like this and she says he's not an embarrassment to his family and at least his entire family isn't an embarrassment and then she tells him that she just got back from visiting her father and this is when pacey gets into this whole story about his childhood he says fathers are weird creatures and he brings up a story from when he was eight years old And he was playing peewee baseball and he says he struck out and his father gave him like shit for it the whole time. He was eight years old. He lost the game of peewee baseball and his father just berated the shit out of him. And then he says the next morning he woke up and he heard his father telling Doug about it at breakfast. And he heard his father say, at least I have you. And Pacey says, "Uh, I never told that to anybody. I always just kept it to myself. And you see Joey's sort of like, wow, you know, like she's, she sort of like understands, you know, his situation. They're bonding over fucked up family troubles. Right. Exactly. And she tells him maybe that he should have a talk with his father and tell him that he hurt him. And Pacey asks her, is that what she did? And she says, no. And then she pauses and she says, that's what I have to do now. (laughs) And she's. Time um, to leave. <laughs> yeah, she's like, gotta go. Uh, I'm gonna go see my father. I'm gonna go talk to him in prison right now. And he says, well, the buses are all uh, stopped running. And she says, well, can't you go uh, steal your dad's car again? And he goes, I like to say it, borrow. <laughs> so, which is a nice throwback to the prior episodes where he said he said the same thing. It was funny. So I thought that was nice. So he he's gonna drive this bitch four hours to go see her father at it's night. Love. Love. <laughs> i'd be like oh four hours that's a long drive what do they talk about on the car ride do they just sit in silence do they just turn the music up and tune each other out do they talk about their family dramas yeah i think they would talk about their family dramas i want to be a fly in that car actually i don't want to be a fly i just want to be in the back seat you want to be a fly on pacey's penis <laughs> <That's a cheap laughs> I want to be a fly, okay? Can I not be a fly? Oh, wait. You want to be your normal, regular human being on Pacey's penis? <laughs> I want to be Tommy a normal Joshua human Jackson, being on, on his penis right now. Have you seen those pictures that people have been posting of him from that, like, model shoot that he did? He looks so handsome. They're black He's and white. He's very handsome. All right. So now we are with Jen in the hospital and she's having like a little talk with Gramps and he has like a feeding tube. No, it's a ventilator, right? Fennel. Yeah. 
the ventilator, I think. To breathe. I don't he's know. He's got a tube down his throat. You're, you're talking to the girl that was skipping 10 seconds all the time to try to get through this episode right you now because I was scene, terrible and forgot. <laughs> because I forgot. So I wasn't paying attention to what anybody was really wearing. And I really wasn't paying attention to Gramps and what was in his mouth. But it was probably... <laughs> It was the it was the night filled with celery (laughs) dropping. So Jen is talking to Gramps, and you know he had a stroke again, as we found out earlier. Mm -hmm. And she says she feels helpless sitting here because she can't get him out of this bed and to help him get better. And she says she wants him to magically uncomplicate her life the way he used to. And she's like holding his hand, and she's like, I think she knows. You know, this is like maybe the last that she'll be seeing of her grandfather. Yeah, that's um, pretty much Jen's goodbye. Yeah, it was sad. But you can tell like she she didn't really have she I don't feel like they gave Jen the closure that she needed with her grandfather because we're starting to understand that she did have a better relationship with him than she did with Grams. Right. You know, I think really she's sad. still I, I feel like she still had hope, yeah. even though it wasn't looking good and they were probably still trying to prepare her like listen he might not ever wake up but he woke up the first time so and then you're a teenager you have hope you're you're full yeah. of hope right and um, yeah everybody wants to have the hope but yeah so you know, i don't forget about i don't the know stuff, but. exactly exactly i don't know how prepared she was for the inevitable yeah so yeah she's basically just telling him how much she loves him that type of thing um so now we're back at the prison and it's the same guard that told them the visiting hours were over. And he says, look, I told the I told the young lady the same thing uh, last time she was here. And Pacey says, like, can we go talk about this over here for a second? And my first instinct was that he was telling him about his father being like the chief of police or whatever. And then we see like that like hand. that would have some sway over prison. Right. But yeah. I mean, <laughs> okay. I mean, it might. I don't know. But um. But then but $20 he, do. But $20. Yeah. We see them shake hands. And I was like, oh, he probably gave him money. So the guard comes back and tells Joey to follow him. And he's going to let her go see her father. And she says to Pacey, like, what did you say to him? And he says, um, you know, we just, you just got a reason with the man. And she says, how much did you give him? And he says, 20 bucks. And she just says, thank you. It was sweet. It was very oh, yeah. sweet. Um, Pacey uh, came in clutch Pacey for, for the uh, win. <laughs> yeah. You can't be clutch. Oh. I, I'm going to start saying that phrase. I don't know if people say that anymore. I think right I now. stole it from you because I don't, I think you said I it said earlier. I said that earlier. I, I said it earlier. You. <laughs> you stole it from me. I said it earlier, but I don't know if people say that phrase anymore. I feel like that was a phrase five years ago and I never used oh, it. Oh, well, it sounded good. So we can say <laughs> it. It came in um, clutch. <laughs> So Pacey came in clutch for Joey. Pacey for the win. Yeah. Uh, Dawson didn't think of doing that when they were uh, late to visiting hours. So what do you think Dawson would have done if he would have gone with Pacey this time? Oh, yeah, you're right. He didn't think of that. He said, oh, okay, well, we're going to go get a motel. Yeah. (laughs) We'll try again tomorrow morning. And I'm going to throw my I'm going to throw myself on the bed in in agony because I can't stand my feelings. I can't and sleep on my side, maybe because of my boner. <laughs> oh my god i'd be too stressed out i'd be like I can't. maybe i mean so dawson walks his dog right did he did he go to the bathroom before bedtime and walk his dog I was he in the he shower probably, i think he probably uh just didn't that morning. didn't walk his dog that night no i think it was like i got a lot on my mind uh joey has to go see her father We're, we got a big day tomorrow 
uh, I got all these feelings, but I don't I'm going, do I'm going into a prison where there's, you know, all kinds of questionable people. <laughs> I can't think about a boner. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so now we are in Dawson's bedroom and we uh, see Jen come through the window via Joey Potter. And he's surprised to see Jen. Um, and when Jen comes through the window, the camera pans out and we see on Dawson's bookshelf, the ghost face mask from Scream. Did you notice that? Oh my You're God. You're talking to the girl that oh, was I forgot. I forgot. You <laughs> forgot to watch the episode and you skimmed through. I totally forgot. I feel like this is perfect for our last episode for season one. <laughs> Jamie forgets to watch the episode and has to skim it really quick. <laughs> Sounds about right. Sounds about and right. And we go on 20 minute tangents at a time completely off matter. topic. I feel like oh. I I feel like you could have just not watched it and just went off of what I was saying. And you probably still we still would have done the same thing. Nobody so. would have ever known. But I like to have my little opinions because otherwise I fuck shit up. Like I had notes earlier. I'm not even gonna lie, because I didn't realize I thought that it was summer and <laughs> that joey was gonna go away for a couple of months to france not an entire year i missed that part so see what happens when you don't watch the episode the you year details. the year part was a little drastic i thought it was really confusing yeah that was yeah. a whole year i've never had that opportunity to to participate in that kind of like exchange type program so i don't know what the normal is for that do they run for a year do they only run for a summer do they run while you're in school and it's only for like the school months and then you're back like i don't i don't know i i mean well, has anybody ever participated in an exchange program in that kind of way or got we're so lucky to be able to do something like that for school i want to know what was your experience how long were you there for tell me all the things i I never was a part of those. Our family would have never been able to afford it because no, I know yeah. you have to pay for it. But yeah. my friend at the time. That uh, was the other thing. Sorry, uh-huh. I didn't mean to cut you off, but they live in a shack <laughs> and her sister is, you know, just has a baby and they're not married and she's got a restaurant. She's t- how are they were, how are they going to afford Joey go to Paris? The school is paying for it. That's what I took from it. Okay. Yeah, because it was a program and the the one girl dropped out and then they they picked Joey. They can't, I mean, they're not, I I would doubt that they would be like, our replacement is going to be Joey. So Joey, now you have to spend thousands of dollars to go be a transfer student in another country. I think that they were paying for her to go. In that case, I would think I would do it. Yeah. Take me. They were paying full scholarship for it. I don't even need to know French. Voulez-vous The only thing I know is Nerd, which is shit, and <laughs> Jim Appel Steven, which means my name is Steven. My name is. I don't yeah. know anything else. I just know some phrases from Moulin Rouge. <laughs> of course you do. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure I don't even pronounce them. Oh, and I can say, je suis la vampire stat. <laughs> what does and that mean? Like, uh, I am the I vampire the stat. No, the stat. Listen, Anne Rice, come on. (laughs) The stat is a name of a character. I know, I've seen it. Yeah, interview with a vampire, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, Queen of the Damned. Come on. <laughs> yeah, Aaliyah. Aaliyah was in the Queen of the Dam movie movie yeah. and she died before that movie came out. And I was in North Carolina, Wilmington, North Carolina, when I found out she died. Day. We yeah. were on a ghost tour and I was so freaked out, Jamie. I don't know why, but I was so freaked out about it. 
and it, it like it hit me like really hard and i i can't even say i was this big Aaliyah fan but i know like when she was she started to like become bigger and she had mm-hmm. a lot of songs out at that time and when i found out she died in a plane crash and we were just on a plane and yeah. it freaked me out but yeah we were on a ghost tour and um i think uh it i do remember we were in a spot and it got really cold and the ghost tour was lady was telling us to like look at this window because we would see apparitions and i think my head wanted me to see that like my brain wanted me to see something spooky i don't know i have i have pictures of it i have to pull you're expecting it you'll probably you know conjure it in your head so i i totally get it that was a really sad day though when she died i loved i loved her um i liked her music she was great actress like she really had a bright future and to see that star just burn out so quickly like so sad it was very sad yeah just rip but um i wanted to answer your question about the france thing the transfer thing so my friend at the time who actually would go to north carolina with us she was in a transfer program for france because she took french and she did go to france through the transfer program i want to say she went for like the summer or maybe two months. I don't remember, but I do remember the transfer student came and lived with her um, for a couple of weeks. And then, and I had like a little crush on her. Her name was Clementine and I have a picture with her still. I was in like 10th grade, I think, but um, she was cute. And, but um, we, but they like the school takes you on these like outings. Like I remember we went to like a Phillies game um because we were friends at the time so like i yeah. did all these activities with them and um just shopping but they but they also did things with the school that i didn't like participate in but then my friend ended up going to france and she said she went to like other cities throughout europe to part of the transfer program so right she had to pay for That's it awesome. so but I, I feel know. like there was there was like another TV show or something where they go away for school and it's for the summer and then they come back. I just can't remember what it is. Um, we'll have to. But we'll yeah, so Jen's climbing so. through Dawson's window. So yeah, we see the ghost face mask, which I thought was awesome because another it was another nod to Kevin Williamson and Scream. Mm-hmm. And he asks her how her grandfather is. She says he's not so good. And she says she feels like she's losing everyone. And you can tell she's upset. And he tells her that he's here for her. And she says, no, you're not. You're partially here. You're half here. And that's partially my fault because I blew it. She says, but you know, I'm not, I'm going to stop blowing it. And my thought was, and I'm going to be very vulgar. You weren't blowing anything. And that's what happened too. (laughs) She wasn't blowing anything. And that's not what happened. So (laughs) young, young, impressionable minds listening. You don't need to blow shit for them to stay. Okay. If you don't want to do it, don't do it. Uh, There's my PSA for the day. And uh, Jen, it wasn't just partly your fault, honey. It was all your fault. fault. All about you. And you couldn't make up your damn mind. And then what happened? You broke up with him and he moved the fuck on. And they weren't, they weren't compatible. So there was no spice. So Dawson uh, says like, what are you talking about? And she looks so frustrated. She just looks like she's like mentally exhausted. So she asks if she can sleep over like Joey does just the two of them, like their friends just lay in bed together. And he, she says just for the night and he tells her, sure. Yeah, sure. Sure. So they, um, 
<laughs> so my thought was he was like busy doing something and all of a sudden she comes over and was like lay in bed together and I, I was like oh I guess it's lights out gotta go to bed <laughs> like okay I guess we're going to bed now <laughs> at least he wasn't walking his dog again do you do you again. think that he like will close the window and the blinds when he's walking his dog and then when he's done he like pulls it up like what if Joey no. accidentally climbs through the damn window while he's walking his dog we've talked yeah we've talked about this I think the window is open uh, all year round because this episode, even at the end, when they wake up the next morning, it's freezing cold out because you can see that they get on, they put on heavy coats. Joey's they running in the cold air and yeah. neither one of them have a blanket on. And I said, it, it's got to be like below freezing in that fucking room right now. No, um, I mean, I, I get that. I totally get that. I mean, maybe he just goes to the bathroom to walk his dog. I mean, why am I thinking so much about this? I don't it's know. Really I think you want to. I think you want to walk your dog. <laughs> I don't need to walk any dog, but I just. <laughs> I, I don't. It just popped in my head. You know what I mean? Because we started talking about it earlier, and I know we talked about the window thing, but I didn't talk about the window thing in correlation to his walking dog. Walking his dog. Right. I mean, so I would I, close I it. Know. I'd lock it so that no. But you, he would hear somebody coming up the ladder unless you would think so. But he didn't hear Joey coming up the ladder later in this episode. No. Well, it's a TV ploy. I don't know. We're overthinking it. We're overthinking <laughs> it. It's the wheelchair <laughs> situation all over again. Okay. So we have a lot of wheelchair situations that are happening in this show, and I just a can't lot. get past it. I can't. I can't wait. I can't wait to see more within the next five seasons. We're just so. going to make a list of like the wheelchair scenario, and that's just what it's going to be called. Okay, yeah, we're dubbing this about it. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> These wheelchair scenarios. <laughs> we hear "Angel" by Sarah McLaughlin playing in the background. Arms of an angel. Yeah. Every time I love that song so much, but it makes me so depressed. And I blame those animal shelter commercials. Yes, that's what I think of too when I hear it now. But I remember back when this aired, this song was on Buffy too at one point. And then mm. and another Sarah McLaughlin song was on um, the Becoming episode. And that's when I remember I bought the album because I was like, oh, she's like on these two shows I love. And I became like such a fan of hers too. But she was, this was like her heyday, I feel like. It's a beautiful song. It really is a beautiful song. It is a very sad feeling, though. It really will bring you way down. Yeah, but it fit perfectly in this scene, too. It did. It really did. So, yeah, Jen goes to lay down in bed and Dawson lays down with her and she lays on his chest and she's upset and she's crying and he tells her it'll be okay. And you can tell he's just awkward. Cry me a river. No, oh. I'm just kidding. I'm just, I'm making fun of her, but it really is a really sad situation. She's upset. I'm, I'm trying, I should not make light of this. I apologize. <laughs> oh my God. I'm making me laugh. I'm trying to be serious. <laughs> All right. So anyway. Um, so now we are with Joey and her father and they're talking to each other through the gate at the fence or whatever. And she tells him she doesn't know what she's doing there. And she says, that's not true. And she says, look, I came here tonight to tell you that you messed up. You really messed up and not because you broke the law or you got caught or you left me without a father. You messed up because you don't know me. I'm your daughter and you don't know me at all. She says, so I guess I just came to say that I'm all right. I turned out pretty good and I'm going to be okay. No help from you. And I just had one question. Do you love me? And now her dad's crying and he says more than you'll ever know. 
and he apologizes to her. He's a little passive aggressive with Joey, though. <laughs> like, I'm okay. No help from you. Do you love me? <laughs> so weird. Oh, and, I mean, she's a teenager with daddy issues. Yeah. Um, she asks him if he thinks about her. And he says, all day long, every hour, every minute. And she says, but do you really love me, though? Because I go through every day of my life thinking nobody loves me, which was like broke my heart. And he tells her that nothing could be further from the truth. And he tells her that Dawson Leary loves her. And um, he asks her if he's ever told her that. And she says, never. She asks, you know, how do you know that he loves me? And he tells her that Dawson looks at her the way her mother used to look at him. I thought that was a weird reference. I felt like, I mean, I guess when you love somebody, you can tell when somebody looks at their partner, how much they love them, Mm -hmm. like their connection or whatever. So I do get where they were going with this because now it's, it's us figuring out that Dawson really loves Joey. But I thought it was such a weird, I feel like it could have been like, he should have said, because he looks at you the way I used to look at your mother. I feel like maybe they should have said that. That would have made a little bit, I don't, yeah. I don't know, but I guess you can't say that though because he ended up cheating on her mother. Yeah, so, but he loved her at some point. If you didn't love yeah, her, yeah, but how children. good is his word? You know what I mean? Only because Joey's mad about that. So to kind of bring that up in that kind of way kind of makes you question. Yeah, but how much did you really love her? Right. I know humans falling probably- out of love. You know what I mean? But. Um, they probably didn't want to open up that can of worms. (laughs) It would have been a can of worms for sure. So I think it was just a lot easier and it made a lot more sense for them to say the way your mother used to look at me because she never fell out of love with him, obviously, but early and as far as we know, you know, they were together till the end pretty much. And I I mean, shit happens, but yeah. All right. So he tells her to tell him and she has to tell him because she says, he says, don't make my mistake and wait until someone is being eaten away from cancer while you hold back the one thing you're waiting to hear. So she's saying, he's telling his daughter, go tell him how you feel because he'll probably tell you, you know, how he feels. And, you know, you know, it's so funny though. They're 15. <laughs> it gets so overdramatic. They're 15. Oh, no, when I you really think, think about it. anybody at 15. Well, we know my backstory. I definitely wasn't. Yeah. So we see them sort of like hold each other's hand through the fence. And um, she tells him again that she loves him and that she has to go. Because what's a four hour drive with only talking to your inmate father for a good two minutes and then getting back on the road for another four hours? Let me just say, (laughs) Pacey is the man to make that happen. Four hours there for Joey to talk to her father for five minutes to turn around and do four hours back after borrowing his father's vehicle, who was already <laughs> not happy with him. <laughs> talk about owing somebody a blowy. <laughs> <laughs> he deserved that. Jesus. <laughs> he definitely deserves some kind of cookie. <laughs> He's like, uh, Joey, since, you know, this is never going to happen right now. We got to stop off at Tamara Jacobs house. Uh, she lives uh, close by. <laughs> Um, oh, all right, so now we hear I'll Be by Edwin McCain playing, and this Love is it. when this song blew the fuck up. I remember I went out and bought the CD single, which I still have, it's in like the paper, the paper sleeves. Yeah, I still have yeah. it. Remember when 
McDonald's used to give you like I don't know if you remember this so like Britney and NSYNC had like this uh this thing that was happening way back then in the 90s and early 2000s and I remember we went through McDonald's drive-thru and I got the CD and it was like two of like their hits for both Britney Spears and NSYNC on like one disc yeah and it was like the coolest thing I'm pretty sure I still have it Oh my in god! A CD book somewhere. Wait, I'm gonna I'm gonna eBay it and see. I like it was it just it was a CD, and it just had like clips on it, and that was like around the same time that those little remember those little clips used to be really popular little radio clips where you would switch out the things and it was just like a little clip of a song. Why were those yeah. even cool? This was before MP3. Because it was time, yeah, because they were trying <laughs> they were trying to get um yeah because that's why because they it was on the verge of mp3s and all that stuff yeah this is a really long time ago this is before mp3s this i was before in, ipads or ipods i wasn't getting those though those things i was too old for those i was making cds all the time yeah well my making cds happen but i remember that like i'm pretty sure i have a couple of random discs where there's only like one or two songs on it and they're like promos that would get passed out at different events and stuff like here listen to my you know song and it's supposed to entice you to go buy the actual cd what a waste of a disc by the way you could fit 20 you know songs on one of these things and they're just passing them out and there's only like one song or two songs on it and you're like man and it's like written though so you can't add anything else to it you know once you burn or rip a cd a bit you know it's done what, and you'd know. be like, oh, I ha- I can put like another song on here. And then you go and grab whatever song you're like, oh, that'll fit. <laughs> yeah, I used to do that all the time on iTunes. I'd be like, how many, how many songs can I squeeze in this one CD? I have to see if I can't find it. I don't know. My CD slowly started disappearing over the years, but I've got like three full CD books in my car still. <laughs> no, um, I told you, I still have CDs in like the cases that I put out. And oh, yeah. I have oh, yeah. I have a whole CDs. bin with all of the cases. The CDs are in the CD books, but I still have the cases they came in. And inside them are the, the books with all the lyrics. They don't even come like that anymore, I don't think. I don't really know. No, I a lot of them don't. Yeah. I still buy certain ones. Like, I still do. I, I buy every Kelly Clarkson album, every Carrie Underwood. If I really want the album, I'll buy it. Like, I've gotten all the mm-hmm. Little Mix albums because I just want them. But yeah. And sometimes when you buy them through Amazon, they'll give you the three a free MP3 download, so it just goes right to my Amazon account. I love it. They do that with um, with uh, vinyl too. If you buy vinyl records, you can get a, a digital download copy too, which is nice. Um, but yeah, this this season, this episode has like the best fucking songs. It's fantastic. This yeah, definitely this episode. Um, it's a lot of the music that you know blew up into to something that. Like I'll be by Edwin McCain is still a popular song when you hear it. It's you know how many people yeah. sing this as their audition song on American Idol? Still, like it's crazy. Really? Yes. Um. So we see Jen waking up and she's sort of like caressing Dawson's face, she's putting on the moves. And um, we also see Joey starting to row up to his house. And I wrote down she's wearing a lot of layers. <laughs> like she's got like the jeans on and the boots and she's got a sweater and then like a sweater vest and she's got a jean jacket. <laughs> it's also morning and mornings are cold. It yeah. might heat up later in the day, but it's fucking cold early. In the day. It's like dawn. Like the I just is- assumed yeah. this was a Saturday morning. And it was, this was at like seven o'clock in the morning for some reason. I just, right. I just pictured it was just very, very early. And then I was like, why is Joey going over there at seven o'clock in the morning on a Saturday? 
Well, because she's got to tell Dawson. She's got to tell him now. Yeah, that's just so early. If somebody bothered me at seven o'clock in the morning on a Saturday, I'd be like, leave me the fuck alone. It's my only day off. (laughs) Um, So we see Jen. She's still doing a lot of touching. Um, She tells Dawson, thanks for letting me crash here because he's waking up. And she goes to lean in to kiss him. And we see Joey and she pops her little head through the window, the wide open window. (laughs) And um, she sees Jen about to kiss Dawson and Dawson's not really giving in to kissing her. No, he's like, he kind of reminds me of like a dog when you, when a person (laughs) puts their face too close to the dog and the dog's like, no human. No, no human. No. Um, what he reminds me of like he's just he's not trying to be rude but he's trying to get out of it i don't know i don't know why jen even tried to do it like just the, his facial expression alone just said leave me alone um or i'm not into this because she's trying she wants dawson back and she figured if she puts the moves on him and he's a guy maybe he'll just give in and they'll go back to whatever i mean I, I i don't know what her new york life was like but we know that she used her body right yeah. she used her womanly wiles she had a lot of boyfriends right i mean that's probably yeah, she's that's reverting she back to, to what she right she gotcha. resorted back to what she knows what she knows might will probably work and in this case dawson is not that kind of guy yeah and it's kind of sucks for dawson because he really did really really did like her yeah and i know we said it a million times but she she really did just you know he got the shitty end of the stick with this relationship And I say relationship in air quotes, but like now that she's sort of like finding her way back and trying to do all like, I don't know. I don't know. I just think it's gross and it's not fair to him. And she, and she knows what she's doing because I think she knows that he's into Joey now, whatever. Um, He just had a one more last ditch effort to try to get him to come back. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So Joey looks so upset that uh he see that she saw what she saw and dawson calls after her and tells her to stop but joey's already down the ladder and she's like track star running down the dock um and getting in her rowboat to row away (laughs) and he uh he's putting on his shoes and he gets ready to jump out the window to go after her and we hear jen say you know she'll be okay like you know it's that made me so mad yeah me too so mad she'll be okay first of all jen you know that she that joey's in love with dawson you know it you've yeah, been trying so conversation yeah and she's been trying to become joey's friend mm-hmm. this entire situation is not something you would do to your friend no at all this is not a friend behavior at all i don't, I don't trust her and um we really start to get we see a different side of jen and for her to just turn around and be like oh she'll be okay and i mean joey will be okay that's true but you know that like this is just this is just bad i mean joey's like okay but this is like it's like a slap to the face it was weird because it was her way of saying just stay with stay. me yeah stay with me and let's pick up where i try to you know right start i just ugh. It was very disappointing. Jennifer, I'm very disappointed. Jennifer. Yeah. It was, <laughs> that was good. It was she hard. Did. It was really hard. And I mean, she's going through a lot of shit and I get it, but that is not an excuse to be this way, you know, towards somebody that you've been trying to be friends with the entire fucking first season. Yeah. Yeah. And, but and anyways, everybody. Hilarious. 
It's hilarious, hilarious. though, because Joey had her instincts about Jen and she uh, was absolutely correct. So we see Dawson like jump out the window and he's running down the dock and Joey's already gone. And we hear we cut back to Jen in the bedroom and she's just says, bye, Dawson, like bye, Dawson. Um, So now we see Graham's on her porch sitting in her wicker chair, her big white wicker chair. And um, Jen comes home and Graham's asked her what's wrong. And she says nothing, like nothing that she can help her with. And Grams is begging Jen to come to church. And Grams tells her, you don't have to be in God's house for him to hear you. Jen just walks away from her. So then we hear Broken Road, God bless the broken road by Melody Crittenden. Crittenden. back to you. Yeah. (laughs) Who was the original singer. This was way before it was covered by the Rascal Flats. And was all over American Idol by Carrie Underwood and whoever else sang this song. And when I heard it on the episode last night, I started singing it and Justin was like laughing at me. And I was like, no, I totally forgot this was in this. But all I could think about was the singer's name. I knew I knew that there was a song by her on this episode. And then when they started playing Broken Road, I was like, oh, wow, this is out before, like way before it became sort of like a bigger hit than it was. It's so crazy. So we see Jen go into Gramps' little room where she was hovering a knife over his body. And <laughs> he takes, she takes um, their wedding photo, Gramps and Graham's wedding photo, which cracked me up because it looked like it was taken in like 1932. Um, she's like, not that old. I, I like, it cracks me up. They really uh, portrayed her to be like ancient. Yeah, like, I don't get it. Um, I wrote, it looks like when, it looks like the picture was taken when cameras were first developed. (laughs) Uh, That's really old, because that's a couple hundred years ago. Yeah, like, it's so bizarre. Um, Uh... So she lays in her grandpa's bed, and she's just upset. So now we see this montage of Joey rowing her bow, Joey, like, walking uh, around town Dawson's running after uh, anyone just trying to find her he even stops in the ice house and asks Bessie if uh, she's seen her and she's like no I haven't seen her I thought she, I thought she was with you Dawson like she's always with you Dawson why wouldn't she be with you now and he like runs out he even goes to the little shack and she's not there and it, it, it's really a- it's a great scene because it's everywhere that he goes he's always a step or two behind Joey yeah always and he spends all day running all over cape side trying to find joey and i correct myself the first camera that i think was ever developed or created was in 1839 so it's like almost 200 years (laughs) we like to make sure we get our uh facts i want to get some facts straight okay so almost 200 years not hundreds (laughs) now after i said that i thought about i'm like no that's not right it definitely hasn't been hundreds but almost 200 Almost. All right. Thank you for clearing that up. You're welcome. <laughs> um, so we even get a shot of Dawson in the middle of like the, the town and the camera's like spinning around him. And he's like, because he's just doing circles going, where is she? Where could is you she? imagine like just seeing this guy Busy. like out of nowhere? Just doing and, like, circles. Yeah. And he's like, sorry, you looking for a bird? Joey. I know. I was waiting for him to throw his hands up and go, where are you? you know it just didn't happen well <laughs> yeah it was, it. it was so funny 
Wait, sir, um, sir, are you confused? Is your equilibrium off? Why are you just going in circles right now? He's like, have like, you seen Joey Potter? He's like, I don't know who that this is. This isn't a sit and spin, <laughs> sir. <laughs> sit and spin on this. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. So now we um, hear a phone ring and Jen answers it. And it's the hospital calling to tell them that uh, her grandfather has now passed away. And we just, we had just learned in the prior scene with Grams that she stayed in the hospital all night and decided to come home. Which makes sense why, you know, Jen was able to sleep over Dawson's. <laughs> oh yeah, that makes sense. I didn't think of that. That makes sense. So now we are in church and we see, it's just Graham sitting in a pew and um, we see Jen sort of walking up. She's dressed in like a little, like pretty dress and she's got like a, uh, like sweater over it's very 90s outfit yeah and she goes and sits with her grandmother and her gram starts saying uh like a little prayer just protect my husband kind of thing and jen says she just says me too like make sure you're protecting him for me too it was sort of like her way of acknowledging that maybe she believes in god again i don't know i don't know i think maybe maybe with the entire situation she just uh she was giving it to Grams. Yeah, hopefully. You know, this entire scene was very uh, sad. Oh, yeah. It really breaks your heart. You know what I mean? It really sucks you in. And then you get this hope in the beginning of the episode. You know, he wakes up. It's amazing. He's in the hospital. Things look good. And then the second half of the episode, he has another stroke. And then next thing you know, they're getting the phone call that, you know, devastating news that he didn't make it. It's very sad. It sucks. Yeah, and then we have this scene with Grams, and um, she's just she breaks down and she starts crying, and she says she she misses her. Um, what does she say? It she pretty much just says like I miss him so much, and it is it's it's very heartbreaking. You know, she's she was married to this man forever. She watched him. They got old together, and then he got sick, and watched. She literally watched him just die. And moment, moment of silence for Gramps. Okay. <laughs> Goodbye, Jennifer. <laughs> but Mary, I, I think Mary Beth Peel did a really good job in this scene. And I thought to myself, Excellent. I wonder if she ever won an Emmy for anything regarding Dawson's Creek. And I thought, I don't think she did. Because Can we make I, that happen now? I think I would have known or heard. Emmy about people, it. Emmy people. Let's uh let's do this. Okay. The retroactive you, Emmy for her work is Graham's. Ryan. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care that the show was, you know, a hundred years ago. Evelyn Ryan, that's her name. Um, but Graham needs a shout. Okay. Yeah, she does a really good job in the show. So now Dawson is finally home. We're at the final scene of the episode, Jamie. Dun, dun, dun. This is the this is the cliffhanger. So Dawson's finally home. He opens up his closet and he sees Joey sitting on the floor where she usually is. And he tells her. It's not what it looks like between him and Jen. And she just gets up and says, you don't have to explain it to me. Like, we're just friends. You don't have to tell me, like, what's going on with you and Jen. It's not, you know, it's not my business, pretty much. And Dawson says, you know, that's not true. And so this is when she starts to kind of, she's like, gives up. So she's like, so what are we, Dawson? And she literally throws her hands up in the air. And she's just totally exhausted by this storyline as much as we are. (laughs) (laughs) so 
She tells them they spend all their time overanalyzing their sad adolescent lives. They're in the same place they were three months ago, and it's time to grow up. And he tells her they are. They can grow up together. And Joey says, no, we're not. Every day is the same. We watch a movie, preferably a Spielberg film, find the appropriate life correlation. Then we pat ourselves on the back for being so clever. You know, as much as our perception is dead on, our honesty is severely lacking, Dawson. And he tells her that something is lacking. She tells him the reason she came there was to tell him she's moving on. And he asks her again if she's going to France. And she says, ah, the inevitable cliffhanger. (laughs) Am I going to France? (laughs) I don't think we ever get an answer, do we? No, we don't. (laughs) And so he gets really close to her and they're like super close to each other's faces. Like, I hope they brush their teeth when they have these close ups because like. I would not want to be so close to somebody and their breath be like smelling like, I don't know, whatever they eat. I think if I was like really close to my co-star, I would purposely do it. (laughs) (laughs) No, I wouldn't. Bad breath is like a really bad thing. Bad breath is disgusting, honestly. No fun. So Stay away from onions and garlic. (laughs) No, but those are like two of the best. What do they call them? They they bring a lot of flavor to dishes, but oh, they call them aromatics. (laughs) <laughs> they're they're delicious i'm not knocking them i'm just saying brush your teeth after yeah well no you said stay away from them jamie <laughs> all right so she tells him she's really tired of all the drama in her life right now and leaving town yeah. makes the most sense well wait doesn't one of them like seep through your pores it's onion right doesn't onion just like seep through your... are you sure because every gross. time I eat something that has onion in it, I feel like it's coming out of my pores 20 minutes later. Well, like, then I think you need to stay away from onions. <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like that's all I smell. You know what I mean? Is well, I always smell I like my garlic hands. And everything. Well, yeah, maybe that's what it is between the, I, whatever. Anyway, it doesn't matter. And garlic, you know, what's so funny. I, I have to use like fresh garlic in a recipe. I yeah. really do like chopping it up. If there's you're something like very, yeah, there's something very therapeutic about it for me. But garlic's I good for hate... your heart, guys. Another public service announcement. <laughs> garlic's good for your heart. All okay? right. It's good for I, you. I just and hate... it keeps the vampires away. <laughs> <laughs> I wish people could have just seen the face you just made. <laughs> you were like, yeah, and that. <laughs> if we ever put this stuff on YouTube, you guys will get to see all my crazy antics. <laughs> oh, uh, so maybe. So yeah, she says, she tells him she's really tired of all the drama in her life right now and leaving town makes the most sense. And he tells her it doesn't make any sense. And Joey says, why should I stay? Is there some new release at the video store I don't know about? (laughs) Which I thought was funny. funny. (laughs) So she tells him it's time to grow up. Even Spielberg outgrew his Peter Pan syndrome. And she says, I could have told you that months ago. And he says, you did. This happened in the very first episode. So she looks like she's about to leave. And she comes back and um, she says, I'm just so tired of dancing around these big words. I just want to be honest with you. And he agrees with her. And she asks him if he thinks they're ready for that honesty. And he says he does. Now they're just staring at each other like something's about to happen. We're just waiting. We're like, is somebody going to make a move here? And she says that honesty is a big word. And it changes things and it complicates things. And are you sure you're ready for everything that goes along with telling the truth? And Joey looks like she's about to cry. Her eyes just look really, really like just teary eyed. And we see Dawson's smile like sort of fading. Like he was getting up the nerve to do it. 
And now it's like, he's pushing it back down again. Like he's afraid. And we start to hear Say Goodnight, Not Goodbye by Beth Nielsen mm-hmm. Chapman playing. And Dawson is stalling. And Joey says, just looks up at him and says, I'll see you, Dawson. Because she's like, he's not going to do anything. He's chicken. Yeah. He's doing chicken dance. How so funky he- is your chicken? How funky <laughs> is your chicken? How loose is your goose? My goose is totally loose. That's a Buffy throwback, guys. I know. And I'm talking like the, the original Buffy, like before the- Sarah Michelle Gellar. So Dawson stops Joey from leaving. He grabs mm. her and he just lays one right on her face. It was kind of awkward at first. It yeah. looked like he was almost hesitant to actually just like he he stopped her in this fit of passion turned her around and leaned in and was like fuck am i really doing this yeah Yeah, i'm doing this you know like it was it was like awkward and then they were good but they kissed before i just don't i mean it was a dare you know during detention but it did it didn't mean anything then though it was well i mean it turned into something but it still didn't mean anything this this is a turning point in their relationship this kiss means something you know the dare doesn't mean anything this kiss is an acknowledgement of their feelings for each other good point so yeah he kisses her and we see that they're she like she receives it and she kisses him back and now we see that they're just kissing in front of his bedroom window and the camera pans out to the outside and we just see their shadow and we just hear the song play out he's got curtains there not actual blinds yeah, I guess you're right. Okay. Curtains. Curtains it is. It's curtains, it's curtains. for you. <laughs> <laughs> it's curtains for this season. <laughs> that's good. Uh, well, that's how it ends. So yeah, that was a good way to end it. I mean, yeah. And those are the curtains. And that's the cliffhanger. We don't know what's going to happen. I mean... Did Joey go? Did she not go? So my guess is she's going to go to France. I think she's going to go to France for a whole year. And the whole next season is not going to be with Joey. It's going to be a brand new character. And she's going to come on and be Dawson's love interest. And uh, Katie Holmes leaves the show, I think. I'm pretty sure. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, she's She's finally getting what she's wanted for years. What I do remember is that the whole second season is a continuation of their sophomore year in high school, I I believe, right? Yeah, that makes sense since we didn't finish the first year. (laughs) 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 Who knows anymore? This timetable is all jacked up. You know, what else is jacked up? We don't know the layouts of their house because that makes no sense. We don't know their houses. houses. We don't understand the wheelchair, um, (laughs) the wheelchair (laughs) enigma. We don't understand... um, how joey gets everywhere so fast in that fucking rowboat um <laughs> we don't understand i don't know there's so many things there's so many um, things. we we got into a whole thing last week about uh or the week before about Graham's front door because <laughs> like, it's not a front door that porch is the back door nobody uses <laughs> the front door same with dawson too they use the back door we got into a whole thing about pacey's car key and the, starting the car oh my god inconsistent inconsistent <laughs> but no that was the season finale i it? can't believe it jamie it's over and we're gonna start season two mm-hmm. um very soon but yes. our next episode should, you tell them? should we tell them steven well i already i already gave it away but our next episode uh we are doing a special episode um, where we are recapping 
Halloween H20. Oh, H20, H20, whatever. Listen, I say H2O and I'm always confused because I'm like, why are we talking about water? (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, we are going to recap H2O because (laughs) there's a connection to Kevin Williamson in it and Michelle Williams is uh, in it as well, as well as the hotness that is Josh Hartnett. Josh Hartnett's like the 90s and early 20s epiphany of a heartthrob. Yeah, he's super hot now too. Oh, he aged like fine wine. He really did. I think I've even said this before, but I look at pictures of him now and he's hotter now than he was back then. That's impressive. Um, Very impressive. See, I think you get better with age. When I look at pictures of myself when I was in my 20s, I think I look like so much better now than I did then. And I was a lot thinner back then. But now I think I think I look like my face looks more mature. Yeah. I don't think I look like a kid. I don't know. I don't know. I was pretty hot in my younger years. I was too, Jamie. And I didn't know it. And that's that's a bad thing. (laughs) Guys, especially you youngins listening out there. Enjoy it while it lasts. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Take advantage of it. (laughs) Take advantage of it. You may not think you're hot now. Give yourself 10 years. (laughs) Yeah, there's a there's a funny meme that I used to read where it was like, I look back at pictures of myself where I thought I was fat. And it's like, I wasn't fat at all. I'm like Not fatter now than I thought I was. I don't know what that's all about, but we all do it. Uh, it's totally normal. But, but love yourself. Yeah, love yourself. That's a good, that's season a good PSA. Over. So season yeah. one's over. We're going to start season two shortly. But next week, we're going to do a Halloween H2O recap. And we're going to have a special guest. I don't want to announce it yet. And we are also going to do some other fun things that we'll announce on the Instagram. And if you're listening, we'll announce it uh, soon, but I don't want to give it away yet. So should I? No. I'm All right. I'll wait it up. I don't know. I- <laughs> if you want to, maybe. So Jamie, should we tell them? <laughs> I don't know. Should we tell them? I think we should tell them. You think we should tell them? I think we should tell them. Do you want to tell All them? All right. We'll tell them. Hey, guys, guess what? We're going live. I hope you're on Instagram. Be ready. We have decided to do an Instagram live on Monday, the 25th of October at 730 Eastern Standard Time. Um, We hope that everybody can uh, join us. It'll be our first Instagram live. So I hope nothing goes wrong. (laughs) But um, (laughs) we're going to put out some... uh, ask us questions on our Instagram before then. Don't worry, guys. Um, we'll remind you. Yeah, we'll like, we'll put, everything will be out before you even hear this episode. But it'll be <laughs> so much fun and it'll be a way for everybody to get to know us and see us and we'll get to know you guys. And even if there's like four people, I think it'll be hysterical. <laughs> but I we can answer. Realize we're going to be advertising us going live. And then we're making this like as a big surprise. This is probably not a surprise to those of you who follow us on Instagram. But for those of you who don't, get on Instagram because it's a surprise for you. Yeah, exactly. Look, <laughs> we're we're winging this right now. So we're, <laughs> we're trying to figure it all out. Okay. Um, but we, yeah, but that's our plan. We're going to go on Instagram live on that Monday. And then that Friday, we'll have our Halloween episode before we get into season two. It'll be a nice little break. It'll be a nice, like, uh, what's it, what do they do? What do they give you? Like, 
what did they give you in uh, between courses? Intermission. <laughs> It'll be a nice intermission between <laughs> season one and season two. And it's a nice, uh, it'll be a fun Halloween episode to break down for the Halloween. Yeah. Happy holiday. Halloween. <laughs> yeah. Because Halloween's right around the corner. Super excited about that. But it's going to be a lot of fun. And it's great as you listeners, by the time you guys get this video, you only have to wait a couple of days. Exactly. Come join us. Have fun. Have some giggles. Laugh. Join us. Yeah, it'll be so much fun. We're excited. I'm excited. I hope you guys are ready for my amped up craziness, though, because um, <laughs> I'm nuts. I hope, I hope people show up. <laughs> We're just going to have fun and nobody's going to be watching us. Gee, it'll just be me and you <laughs> talking to each other about nothing for an hour. And that's what it's going to be. <laughs> and that's all I care about. All right. Well, with that, stay tuned. Jamie's pulling her hair out. Um, stay tuned. <laughs> We have a lot of fun things in store. We hope that you continue with us and stay with us and just keep enjoying what we're putting out. And yeah. we appreciate love you. <laughs> Follow us on Instagram at Creek Talk Podcast and on Twitter at Creek Talk Pod. And Jamie, where can we find you? You can find me on Instagram at Jalen underscore, you know, like the little line, not the actual word, right? <laughs> Book lover. <laughs> if you can get to my account on Instagram, you can get to all the Creek Talk accounts and you can also get to any other stuff that I have. Also, give us uh, a review, rate and review us on Please. iTunes and Podchaser. Share. Really, uh, yeah. Paris, love us. Let us know what you think. We, we really want to know. Comment. Great. Let us know. <laughs> All the things. All right. This is me putting this in your mind. Okay. So when you go to sleep tonight, you'll be like, I gotta go and review Creep Talk. <laughs> Rate and review us on iTunes and Pod Chaser. We greatly appreciate it. <laughs> Rate and review, please. Back to you, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> crazy <laughs> all right well with that let's end the episode everybody okay. have a great weekend and um you know stay in creek <laughs> <laughs> all right guys bye bye